Welcome to Xbox Uncut's weekly podcast. Justin! The announcer talking to you the whole time, you were just like, it was just felt like Crackdown. And it felt like the oh, sequel yeah. you really wanted instead of Crackdown 2. You were just like, yes, this is what I want. This is going to be it. This is going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait, Crackdown, motherfuckers. If it does really well on console, I don't see it coming to PC. Because they're going to want people to have a reason to buy, to buy the next Xbox for the next one break. I mean, it's it's like what they're doing with Gears of War and Halo. They'll bring those games eventually to PC in certain cases, but it's not going to be the primary platform. Steve Rules. As far as, like, maybe if you mark a monster, it can run away and then you can find it again. I just... That, just that'd be cool. Just like graphically, it looks so good, and okay, the frame rate wasn't a lot better, you know, some popping. I don't give a shit. It looked damn good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna did, be feasting on this game. Like that dragon is gonna be feasting what? on his foes. Welcome to Xbox Uncut's weekly podcast. We are here for episode 107. It's about that time of the week that we come together. And we yell at Nintendad during party chat. I mean, uh, during our, our video game talk podcast. show. Podcast. Podcast. Talk show. This is a podcast. It's a podcast. It. Is it a podcast? Because right now, we are live streaming on Twitch. And you could be watching us live on twitch.tv slash Xbox Uncut. Self-promotion. Uh, and that's that's how we do it. You can watch live. We record 8 p.m. Eastern every, well, every day except for Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. We have something going on at 8 o'clock Eastern. So check us out. All our channels, but let's let's just get into you know let's, let's let's introduce the panelists, the people that are here, the people we care about slightly, like Steve Rules. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Dustin. It's good to be here. So, when is the fappening starting? I don't know. I'm trying to work out how to how to let you down gently. That I, I you know I'm exiting the show and I'm going I'm going solo. Oh no, we know you're going solo. That's why you're fappening. Like that's the whole part of the, <laughs> the, the the reason. But you know, you know what? Take your time. The release or the fappening, whatever you want to call the show. Eventually, it's just going to be a sexual innuendo, which will be amazing. But thank you for that. Uh, we have Vern. Welcome to the show, Vern. The Golden Throat. I am here. Vern is here. Yeah. Throat's full of gold, just yeah. for you guys. <laughs> Plus we have we, we have the wonderful Tim Dog on this week. What's up, Tim? How you doing? Tim was right on time this week. That's all I'm saying. Tim Many was like half hour early. Actually, actually, did Tim know that we were starting at 8? Because I saw him come on at sort of like 5 past. <laughs> like Bay thinks that we started five minutes ago. No, I thought 7. I mean, it's been crazy. Uh, so I rushed home. And I was at, here at 7. And we've been talking since... <laughs> For you an hour and a half. A, yeah, you got on early. Yeah. All right, and we also have a special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, my dad, Nintendad, a.k.a. Chris. Hey, thanks. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, I figured I'd come talk a little until you guys mute me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. No, we're not going down that rabbit hole. But thank you so much for coming on, Dad. <laughs> if we had another guest on, uh, I would literally have... Like a big muted X on you and him in the top right corner. It would be great. But for this show, we'll just leave you alone. It's cool. All right. Uh, I don't even know where to start. There was so much that happened this week. We had like interviews from Phil Spencer all over the place. 
we didn't have a ton of news. We had a good, a little, a decent trickle of news. Not nothing too crazy. And we had, what is it, like six letters, seven letters? We wow. have a lot of letters, yeah. We got wow. a ton of letters. So we're going to go right back into letters because we got to get through those because these guys have already told me it cannot be a three-hour show. So, Vern? So it'll be four is what no, you're saying. we're, we're going to read all the letters. Oh, okay. So letters with Vern. First letter is from Old No Bones. Old No Bones writes, With Crackdown having amazing physics, ah, physics calculated remotely through Azure, it got me thinking about what kind of games could benefit from similar tech and what other features could be enhanced aside from AI and physics. NVIDIA had a demo and tech paper on global... Uh, <laughs> I cannot talk right now. That must be the drinking. On global illumination via the cloud and a company called Otoy are partnered with Amazon to try and make real-time ray tracing a reality. For those who don't know, CG films get their very natural and realistic lighting from ray tracing. I don't want to go all Mr. Crackhead Media here, but I really do believe that over this next decade, we will see the deficiencies of local hardware helped by cloud compute, and Microsoft is leading the way. I'm going to bet right now that Sea of Thieves... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to bet right now that the Cs in Sea of Thieves are possible through fluid simulation via the cloud. What kind of games or specific IPs would benefit from crackdown physics tech? Also, Destiny doesn't have any advanced physics tech. Just thought I would point that out. Oh, no bones. Well, of course, Destiny doesn't have anything. It doesn't have a story. It doesn't have... Can I just say? Okay. I, I, I think I might give Destiny another shot in September when the expansion comes out. Bad! Right. Don't, don't feed them no. money. Don't feed see. that... Dustin, kick him. Kick him. I own. I I, own I, I, I might start I'm, I'm a new kicking. character. Uh, look, and, and no, no. Listen, listen. To, hear me out here. I got Skype I own, up now. I own, I own it already, and I want to see what kind of changes they make because they did announce that uh, Peter Dinklage is gone. Nolan North will be re-recording all the dialogue, and they will be changing some objectives. They will be changing in the order of some missions, as well as some some dialogue and cutscenes and things like that here and there. So it sounds like they're making a, a real effort to make the original game better, and then obviously anything going well, you forward after that will have thing. the benefit of being new. I need one so. thing from you, Vern. One thing. What? I need you to wait for reviews. I'm just asking, as a friend, as I a concerned own it citizen. I don't need to buy it. No, I'm talking about for the stupid DLC. Do you already oh, own it? Oh, no, I'm not going to buy that until I play the original again. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, I was going to give it a shot. No, but like the new the voice acting? Like the new voice acting? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Go, go for can't it. I say that, Dustin, you stole my joke. What's that? What was your show? When the letter said something about how Destiny didn't have advanced physics or something, and I was going to go, Destiny doesn't have advanced anything, and then you stole it. <laughs> you so know I what? I'm going to take a step back and be humble and say I'm sorry, Steve. Oh, thank you, Dustin. Uh-huh. And this is that time where I asked Steve, how are you doing today, Steve? I'm, I'm good. Nobody cares. Um, All right, I'm what's playing. the rest of this letter? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I did just say that. <laughs> uh, this is why nobody will ever come on our show. It's so true. But <laughs> uh, this is awful air. All right. Um, <laughs> what wow. games would benefit from cloud physics? I think. Uh, 
I don't know, Crimson Skies. I want to see build. I want to see, and I know this sounds awful. I want to see towers fall as planes fly through them and crashing down and like. Uh, you could. Do I want it. I want. I want the whole city blowing up while I'm flying around. Like I think that'd be awesome. Like you have the blimps blowing up and having like the. I don't know. I just see stuff like that being awesome with the physics. Um, and also, you could have Crimson Skies as a 124-player online huge free roam area thing, which would be fucking awesome. I know what I want. What's that? I know the exact game I want, and that's a a Halo. Awesome. No, I want a Halo Civil War game between Earth and the Outer Colonies, 24 versus 24, like um, kind of like Battlefield kind of thing, but entirely destructible worlds. More like Levolution. Yes, Levolution is exactly what Fern wants. Yeah, just one thing. Yeah, just one thing to be destroyed. No, I want entirely a destructible world. So, oh, see what okay. see what I think is good is is that we've got this conversation going. You know, two three years ago we couldn't have this conversation because we would be laughed off the internet. Shut and up! Now, the power of the clouds fake. Are they made out of cotton now candy? Now we know it's it's real. Um, and now the possibilities uh, are, are starting to be bantied about. So Wait, wait, Tim. It is not real until it's on my TV and I get to play it. It can't exist. <laughs> on your 56K modem, too, right? Yeah, look, my 28K <laughs> modem needs to be able to use it. Um, no, but in reality, uh, I'm glad the conversation started. I'm looking forward to uh, Sea of Thieves' um, Old Bones brought that up uh yeah that's that's that could be huge with the water um it's it's gonna be up to the to the to the person who creates it you know um it's looking like companies certain kind of companies like cloud gin and now this other one with the lighting they're they're kind of seeing a type of tech that they can do and then they're bringing it to a game like uh you know they're partnering with regen the the uh regent or whatever the developer for reagent yeah reagent uh, you know, so it looks like you're going to get those type of deals. So you know, that's what's going to start to grow. Maybe the industry start you start to see, you know, specific uh, you know developers who actually can optimize something and bring it to a game, and then they meet with a developer like Reagent, and then they make a game. So uh, this is uh, all in starting right now, and um, Crackdown Three is is you know going to be probably the biggest game uh, it, it, you know for for us as gamers in 2016 because this is a new way to play uh the it's endless it, uh what we can what can happen you can have cars that 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 can have that type of physics imagine driving fours and smashing up your car or or, or a cryoton game you know burnout you know i mean there's certain things that you know there's there's so much you could really do once you get this going and microsoft's at the forefront and that's huge um so it's I'm excited. I, I, but first, I think if we get a, a Sea of Thieves, uh, if we get the truth on the water on that, that'd be huge. That's the next step. You want other developers to start using the tech. We only have one right now, uh, aside from the other guys like Fable Legends doing what they're doing. When you open a box, you can randomly put up any kind of uh, you know treasure. Uh, there's you know no predictability. But that that type of stuff is pretty you know. 
It makes North sense King. for Sea of Thieves being an online-only game. So, yes, or likely sense. online-only. We don't know for and sure. And a lot of people have said, it, have said the water or something is just mesmerizing. You know, they don't. They didn't believe it could be done like that because it was like coming over the 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 boat and smashing through. You know, and it's possible. So, uh, very exciting times. And I'm very happy that Microsoft uh, has now finally convinced people that this is real. Well, I think they, they did have a problem is that they touted the power of the cloud, but it has taken them two years to actually show what the cloud can do. I mean, okay, Titanfall and, and Forza used it for stuff, but nothing on the sort of level. Connect sports as well, right? Here. Yeah, but I mean, no, I don't, I don't, none of that was <laughs> you know, substantial like we're seeing seeing now so i do think you know the the power of the cloud it you know when you see what they've got now the fact that they were touting it two years ago it's a bit like well you know it's it's, it's kind of not a surprise that people made fun s- of it scoffed at it yeah when when now they're showing it and hey it, it was real but you know you have to show people if you're going to say it's real and obviously now they did and it looks good um i I, I do think it's really it is really good that I think they've bet on sort of cloud technology, whereas other people have bet on VR. And it's like you know, if VR is the one that sort of takes off, then they're going to be behind. But if cloud takes off, you know, they're going to be. No, just to throw it out there, there, the cloud is already a seventeen billion dollar a year business, aimed at already trumping their Office and Windows businesses. The cloud is the better bet. Just throwing it out there. That's going to I mean, be where they make all their money. But I mean, for, for gaming. No, no, yeah. no. It's like cloud. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Cloud it, is where it's at. It, it is pretty safe, though. Even though it's a, a big bet in a lot of ways, it's also pretty safe because it's using their own. It's using servers. their servers. It's yeah. their cloud. So they own the tech they, too. They can afford to do this without taking too much of a loss if it is, you know, a flop. Let's say. So. Yeah, because let's say if Sony wanted to do this, you're talking about investing billions of dollars into online Just for this. Yeah. For them to have it in first party, yes. But um, as far as I, I know, uh, third party will be a part of Sony PlayStation 4. No, yeah, they'll use Amazon and whatever, but it's always going to be a half step while Microsoft is literally going, hey, if we need to pop more servers online, we can just do it. No, but I'm saying if, if Sony wants this type of destruction and stuff like this in a third-party multiplat, they're going to have to go through the third party, and that third party is going to be using Azure. It could that's be. Where, no, it th- definitely that's, could that's be. That could be totally well, no, true. Amazon, Amazon has the same ability to spin up servers on a... Yes, no, on the fly, but tech, it depends yeah, on the tech, tech works, though. This tech yeah, that works on Azure, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah well, they're going to have to develop their own tech. And like I said, this doesn't come from just... Some some petty sources. This is you know good source. Well, yeah, Sony would have to develop their own tech, and that would cost a lot of money. They so. won't see they, it in their first party games. You'll see it, you'll see it in third party games and multiplats. Now the question is, are they gonna? Is a third party gonna exclude Microsoft? Microsoft. They try to do that. Microsoft says we're not gonna give you access to our tech or our cloud. That's the way this is going, guys. This is a cloud first company. As they say. Well, no, I don't. I don't see many third parties taking advantage of this, at least for multiplats, though, because if Sony can't do it, they're not gonna just make it for Xbox when it's not the leader. You know, if it were a different situation and and Microsoft were up two to one, well, then maybe we'd see some more of that kind of thing. But that's I think not you're gonna get somebody. You're, you're gonna get a developer that sees how powerful this tech is, 
and they're going to want to do it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. you're going to get that. Maybe that'll uh, make Xbox have a third-party exclusive deal on a game that wants to use this. But this is the future. I mean, listen, I'm a gamer since from since I've been a kid, and this is this is a change in gaming. This is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted this type of thing where you could blow up a whole world or you can go in any of the buildings and and everything is there. I, I didn't think at a time that we were going to get this. We're almost there. And Crackdown 3 you know, is either going to put up or it's going to shut up. But I think it's going to put up. I'm betting hard that it's going to be good. Well, they're picking the right game to do it with. And they're just doing it in multiplayer alone. So it's, it's a good, I don't want to call it a baby step, but it's the right step. You know, it's not as risky as it could be, so I'm glad they're doing it this way. No, I'm, it's like, at the end of the day, everybody agrees that the cloud is the future, no matter what. That's where everything's headed towards. It's not going to be on device computing. It's going to be over the Internet. Like, that's just how it's going to end up. But this is the best half step you can make right now without actually sitting there and putting, putting servers in people's houses. Like, you, you just... It's not going to happen. Right. You buy an Xbox, you get a server at your house? <laughs> no, look, <laughs> honestly, let's be honest. Like 20 years ago, the Microsoft Vision was a server, and like it'd be like a water heater. You would have a server rack in your house in the middle of it, in a closet somewhere, and all your devices would connect to it. Like that's That was the dream of what personal computers were. And then it turned into like mobile phones and everything else, and like now it's hey you know we can do that same thing over the internet you don't have to worry about that and it's going to be the you know it's just this how it's going to be it's it's going to be all over the internet but all right so we ready for uh, another email yeah let's go to the next email so thank you for writing in old no bones this next email is from the wicked soul he says hey guys i was wondering what is the official snack and drink of the podcast Mountain Dew and Doritos are already taken. You can't use that easy answer. Gamescom was pretty hype. Scalebound, Quantum Break, Crackdown are all going to be amazing. The article, comma, adjective, comma, noun combo, you love saying. The Wicked Soul. Uh, Wicked, I gotta say, we were talking about Code Red before the show, and Mountain (laughs) Dew might be taken, but I think Mountain Dew Code Red should still be on the table. Are you guys in agreement with me or not? I'll take it. After, no, I, after your explanation, I'm sorry, Steve, but after your explanation, yes, this was before. We we talked about this. It's Tetley T and Aunt Bessie's. No, we didn't. That no. was your answer. That was, that was you. not. That was not considered. What do you think, Dad? We'll take the dad as the final say, since you know yeah, he's dad. Like What's more American than soda, Dad? What's more American than soda? Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> The freedom to choose the soda you want to drink, Vern. <laughs> the freedom to choose the soda you want. That should be the drink of the podcast. The soda you want to drink. <laughs> Free America. <laughs> Dad. Okay. Dad. All right. So I'm going to have to go. You know, I you really you sold me on the code red. So, <laughs> all, right, all right, so it's code That's red. Good. 
that's the code red. It's an override. Code red. Four to one. Four to one. Code red wins. Well, well I don't know I'm if it's four to one. Coke. Tim, Tim, where I'm, are you at? You're a Coke I'm man. A Coke, Coke, Coke with ice, uh, cold. Okay. Ice. Like, no, I gotta ask. There's a lot. There's a lot of cokes out there. Are we going to go just for original Coke, vanilla Coke, cherry Coke, crystal just Pepsi, Coke. crystal Coke Pepsi? Pepsi? In a in a glass bottle, preferred. <laughs> Glass? No, I'm curious. So you're a glass bottle man, not a can man. I like can uh, myself. I don't really buy the glass bottle. I'll buy the cans because it's just the glass bottles are just too much. They're too know, expensive. They're good they're though. Expensive, clanking around. The wife gets mad. Yeah. See, I don't like the plastic bottle. I can't stand it. I think they taste nasty. Yeah. You're I can deal with it. It depends. Like a glass a bottle is the best way to drink a Coke. I, in my opinion, that's the best way to go. Then the then the can, and then the small bottle. And then the two liter. I think they're they're you, the worst. You know, if they had that code red in a glass bottle. Oh my god! That, it'd that, be like that'd be amazing. It'd be just liquid co- cocaine. It'd just be yes. That is the that is the uh, a glass bottle red. It has. To, we're gonna go with glass bottle red. I, it's it's glass bottle of code red is the official drink <laughs> on the Xbox Uncut podcast. A drink they don't even sell, but you know yes. what? We want it. All right. <laughs> what about the food? The food. This is a toughie. I'm gonna say hogshead cheese. Oh, no, no. Hold on. No, I don't. Have, I can't think. I don't think I can agree. Well, the food is supposed to be a cheese. It's not a real cheese. Have you ever had hogshead cheese or head cheese in general? Well, no, I need. I need cheddar. You're like European. You should know this shit. Um, He's exempt from this. I'm not, <laughs> You're I'm not, not that far away from Germany, right? We have like crackers. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm thinking about smoked pork butt. Like, I, I, I want some. I want like a good food. That's not really a snack, though. I guess yeah, hogshead cheese a isn't s- a snack either. Yeah. So you threw me. We, ne- we need something sweet. Sweet. No. You have Maybe sweet and salty. Red. You have the code, code red. We got code red. That's sweet enough. We need something Wait, bitter. It sounds like Steve's got an idea. Kit Kat. Kit Kat's a good. That's sweet though. I think good. we need. We need to go bitter though. I think more bitter. No, no, we gotta. Because st- you want something that tastes nice. But you gotta like, combat no. the palate. We're going cold red. That's strong. Cold, cold that's red is. We need a. We need. That's the drink. We need yes, a snack but, as well. No. Yeah. But you got. You got like the the, the sweetest <laughs> drink of all time. Like pure sugar in oh, a bottle. So you're thinking to go with the drink. Yes. This is this is a, a one two punch. We gotta go with potato chips or something. Then. Yeah, potato uh, chips. Are we going Doritos? Or How, no, 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 not Doritos. No. What about Cheetos? Cheetos are solid. I'm a Cheetos, Cheetos fan. However, Cheetos are really good. You said, you said pork butt. Pork? No, but that's more of a meal. Wait, wait. What about Why pork not? cracklins? Pork cracklins? No, but I think it's a, you gotta a spicy. Can we have two? We can only have one food, though. So no, 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 no. This is snack food. This isn't like a oh, meal. That's why. I, that's why I withdrew pork was, butt. Was the question okay? So it's just a snack. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going. Um, I mean, the official meal of this show. I'm just calling it right now. It's pork butt. It's it is smoked pork. No, it's the McRib. We no. already discussed this uh, a long time ago. I no, the McRib's delicious in so many ways, but it's still part like pork butt. Like I think smoked pork butt's the way to go. But uh, for a snack, I don't know. I think you're right. It has to be a potato chip of some sort. I'm gonna Salt. say Cheetos. Wasabi peas. Wasabi peas are good, but Cease. I don't. Uh, what about the uh, so? What is the one? It has. Uh, it's like. Um, I like sour oil, cream and oil onion. Oil and vinegar. Oil, oil and vinegar. It's it's a little. It's, it's strong. 
It's strong. Because well, you gotta combat the red. Though. Come on. No, but you're gonna be drinking well, that about... code red like a fucking a two liter a minute eating oil and vinegar how chips. About, how about jalapeno kettle hook chips? You can do uh, something. That's that's actually not. A, sounds very. I'm good. not a big fan of kettle cooked chips. I'm just. I don't like them. Can we have dip? No dip. I think okay. it, if it's chips, it can be chips and dip as a snack. Okay. Onion, well, onion, onion, French onion, onion or bacon and horseradish? French. French. French it's French onion French with Lay's potato onion. chips. How about ruffles? How about ruffles and French onion? Oh, yeah, that's that's a, good, that's yeah. a solid. That's, that's a solid choice. That's it. It's a solid choice. You guys, hold on. You guys have the worst taste. Let's have an official snack of the podcast, and you don't choose something sweet and delicious. We chose code red, sir. We chose code red. How do you feel about this, Dad? I, you know, if anyone ever asks me about food, I always got to go with the old uh, buffalo chicken. So I would have picked buffalo chicken dip. Oh. It's a good choice, but uh, I just like the. Ruffles. How about ruffles and buffalo chicken dip? No, I like the uh, uh, Nintendo. Is 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 really a heavy vote, you know. You know, you gotta respect it. So, hey, if you guys, I'm still you know. going ruffles. I'm going ruffles. Ruffles and French onion. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's a solid. Onion. It's it's a classic choice. It's a solid yeah. choice. Uh, I, I think this sounds too much like Sports <clears throat> Center at this point about potato <laughs> chips. Okay, so we're going with ruffles and French onion, yeah, and you you drink about new code red. Code red. We're good. We got we got an official snack. We got drinks. We're going to drink this at, uh, what, what's the next gaming event? Uh, we'll just we, do this. We should have next show. We should all have that. We can do the, the video I game awards, to this maybe. Store. So the video game awards, we will all be drinking Code Red. <laughs> I'll have my wife make me. Uh, and wearing Sunside Overdrive caps. Yes. I don't have a Sunside. Turkey Hill sun- ice cream sun- makes a buffalo wing flavor. Ooh. Uh, uh, that's, that sounds dangerous, but totally doable wait buffalo wing ice cream that sounds yeah that sounds i would try it i would try it try it i wouldn't try that no i'm talking about a small can i'm not talking about buying a quart of it like just like a small a small uh, like they give you in the like a little pint yeah just a little pint a little spoon i'd eat all of it i'm very hungry actually so this is a good conversation all right let's talk about mexican food for the week uh Fajita nachos are delicious. Carne asada. If you haven't had car- tacos, carne asada, try it today. But <laughs> what uh, about uh, shrimp bruschetta? That shit's good, good, man. Yeah. All right, we gotta move on to the next email. This next email is from the real Dauphin. He says, "Well, he asks, does it work?" Question mark. And then it's a whole bunch of letters and numbers uh, building an image of the chess playing guy from the Pixar digital short where he plays against himself. And it worked. It worked, Dauphin. So congratulations. The email um, worked. You got I'm it gla- sent? Yeah. It, it worked. The email worked. The picture worked. We're good. All right. Next, le- next email. <laughs> this is from Nathan. Nathan writes, Hi, guys. With Gamescom over and done with, are you satisfied with the amount of new stuff we saw? Personally, I'm a bit surprised we didn't see a brand new IP announcement, especially after Phil had been saying there'd be as much new stuff at Gamescom as E3. Obviously, I'm delighted we were getting a new Halo Wars game, something I'd been hoping for, and there was KI Season 3. Not a big fighting game fan myself, but still good to see. Then we had a few new features teased, but I found myself wanting more. Obligatory JRPG Wine. Love the show, Nathan. Well, about the JRPG Wine, well, we are getting Scalebound, which is an action JRPG, so that's pretty cool. No, no, no. no. 
just cool. it's developed in Japan, that, that game is not a JRPG. It had a lot of the JRPG goodness in it from what we saw. Nah, Look, so wait, it, wait, let me tell you. Chest. Stop, stop. Look, a quali the only qualification for JRPG is kick open chest. All right, Steve? That's all you got to do. You can kick nah. open a fucking chest with your foot. You're Numbers a JRPG. Numbers flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like an action JRPG, you know? Just but, because um, RPGs have like kind of turned into action games and they're not I, like, oh, let me choose what I'm doing yeah. next. And, I get it, though. It's not the Miss Walker game we wanted. It's not Lost Odyssey 2, which is what we really want. So I understand that. I don't. Let's move on now. Um, well, so, to be fair, on the on the new on the new games thing, he didn't actually say there'd be the same amount of new games. He said there would be as much distinct content at Gamescom yep. as there was at E3, and unquestionably, that was true. It he, was true. Phil was always very specific in his wording. I mean, which you can't really take at face value sometimes you have to see what he's actually saying and you know they they hyped up the big three reveals crackdown scale bounds and quantum break a lot and that was you know as as much as they were announced last year you know they were sort of you know sort of that was distinct new content so the indie section was strong too yeah so i mean yeah i, I immediately after i was disappointed just like you are nathan but after Fair I stepped back, yeah. After I stepped back for I don't know a couple of days and saw that's not a lot true. Of the... That's not true. I got online right when I got home when we did the show. You did, yeah. And Vern was like, oh, "I was pretty good." I know, but it took a few days of me seeing like um, articles written by the press and explaining the things they saw behind closed doors and seeing some of those videos that were shown a few days later to really get a feel for what Microsoft had to show. And once, once that happened, I was more impressed with what they did at Gamescom. But initially, I was upset, too. Um, I'd also say, on the new IP front, you know, this, this gravy train has been very generous to us. You know, it has. Scalebound, Quantum Break, Sea of Thieves, Recore. I mean, those are four big projects. And Phil always talks about how hard it is to make new IP. And I think that, you know... They're I, going I, all in. I, as, as it stands, like I don't really know what 2017 and, and even unannounced for 2016 is going to be. But you know, I I don't think that they'll. I, I don't think they can keep showing us new things. I think it's more likely that next year. You know, there'll be new things next year. But I think it's more likely at some point that they'll go. Okay, here's here's a reboot. You never something. go full retard. Just, never do well, we'll we'll see new IP from Press Play and Twisted Pixel, but I don't think we'll see any more new Triple A IP for a while. I, I think well, I think we will. I think there will be one or two next year, but I, I wouldn't expect another. You know, I wouldn't expect four Triple right. A new IPs to launch every single year. I, I think if anything, you know, as I said, you know, this gravy train has been very generous to us, and you know, I'm sure. We can leave that up off the floor whilst we wait for the games to release. But you know, it, it, it's it's been good to us. But I think they'll you know they'll keep going, and they've got. Well, yeah, the I'm thing sure is, Halo 16 next or something. New IP are generally more successful in the beginning of a generation when people want something to buy, um, and then toward the middle to the end of generation is when you start revisiting content from previous generations because there's a lot more people who have bought the console, and will buy that if that makes any sense. I, I, I think that's kind of the cycle that happens with consoles. So I think this is going to be the last year where we see four new AAA IP like that. So, yeah, I agree. 
But then, I but mean, they didn't the thing... really. Oh, sorry. Go on, Chris. I was just going to say that they, they haven't really followed that path this generation because they're already releasing all those remasters and everything from last gen now while mm-hmm. they try to build these new IPs. Yes. And Battletoads. And. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, we could see some more IP, new IPs later on, but they'll probably just hopefully try to make these in the franchises. They so, got to. They got to make Banjo and they got to make Battletoads, so. Oh, they're making Battletoads. There's they no need, way they now. They need to. They need to, though. They I think he's to. talking, though, about Quantum Break, though. We're going to see yeah. Quantum Break 2. We're going to see, hopefully, Scalebound 2. Record 2. Yeah. I think... Um, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, well, I think oh, the problem cool. is that they've got... They they will keep making new IPs because they actually... Because they... All of the all of the IPs that they had that were successful towards the end of last generation that weren't Gears, Fable, Forza, and Halo were all the Kinect stuff, and obviously Kinect is dead. So I think that they they do. Kinect is not dead. Well, okay. They're and not, Rise, they don't even own. So. Yeah, but 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 the 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 point is is that they're not selling Kinect. I mean, Kinect Sports Rivals did not sell very well. So from that from the perspective of you know investing in those sort of big well-known connect franchises as it were that's just, they're not going to they're not going to spend big on them because they on that front are dead wait so, just just to answer the wicked soul said forza reboot no they're not rebooting I, forza no. i don't know how you would reboot a, a, a racing game anyway you just remaster the original you make it edgy <laughs> you make it edgy you put it on yeah. the original engine i don't know blood and boobs man Blood and boobs. Blood and boobs in a car race. But it already has that. That's how you reboot, man. I thought they had a very good show. Uh, And the three days after it, it really seemed to gain momentum. Most of it was from... um, Crackdown. Crackdown 3 really seemed to really uh, uh, overshadow everything uh, because people realized uh, this is real. Um, But overall, I give the conference like an 8.5. I think it might even been better than E3. I mean... You know they could have they, they could have really made E three a ten if they wanted to. Yeah, E three had that big backwards compatibility moment though. Right, but they could have they could have added some of these games. This is this is a lot of games you're getting, uh, and you're going to get more. Uh, Phil is all this money he has is going into first party and it's going into the cloud. So get ready because this is the future, and uh, you know you're also going to get PC games. You know, you know the mice. Uh, mouse is definitely coming, and you're going to see some RTSs on the on the on the platform. So you might get a, a new IP that way too. Mm, I think they'll go back to Age of Empires if they do another RTS. And well, they're doing Halo Rise of Nations. Or Rise of Nations, yeah. They aren't right. You, you'll probably see them. You uh, you know. So it's changing up a little, is what I'm saying. Is is that now that you know PC Windows 10, it's probably going to be a unified release. It's looking like it's going that way. If how big the, you know, Microsoft that they're going to go the Gears of Four and that type of stuff, I think they are. Uh, Cross buy is going to be a thing, um, but you will see some new IPs in that regard too. But right now, they're these are a lot. Like Steve said, this is a lot of big IPs. So I feel very confident with their position on the new on the first party. I mean on the uh, new IPs. Yeah. All right. So thank you for writing in, Nathan. I hope we answered all your questions. Uh, next writer is me dot 
Rashawn? Okay. Well, anyway, me.rashawn says, Hi, gents. Oh, that's nice. Let me start by saying you don't have to read this on air if you don't want to. Well, we sorry do. For you, we are reading it. <laughs> what I am about to say doesn't apply to you. Uh oh. I have been reading NeoGAF. Just wait a second. Pause. Facts. Pause. I did not re read this before we. Vern is reading it now. I'm just throwing it out there. This is a raw email. So, uh, ah, raw. This is, this is, this is yeah, Xbox nervous. Uncut. Yeah. It's going to be a very anyway. silence, then we shuffle on. Anyway, me.Rashawn says, I have been reading NeoGAF and GameFAQs the past few years, and I recently had to take a break from those places. I still go on Reddit, wonderful place that Reddit. The reason I took a break from those places is due to the overwhelming negativity. What is in the hearts of hardcore gamers that makes them so batshit crazy? Seriously, what the bleep is wrong with these people? I am absolutely gobsmacked to see how hateful, cynical, irrational, and unreasonable many hardcore gamers are. Many of these people think of themselves as gaming enthusiasts, but I think of them as gaming extremists. What are your thoughts on console wars, the gaming community in general, and whether things have ever been this bad? All right, wait a second. I think we should leave the floor. I want to give my time to Tim. <laughs> Tim, uh, out of all of us, out of all of us, you are the extremist, Tim. Yes, yes. Okay. No offense, uh, but you are. <laughs> uh, well, in my opinion, um, it's never been this bad. Uh, there's a lot of bad blood out there. And, Just a quick uh, question: Do you remember the SNES Genesis wars? Because they were pretty fucking bad. There was no social media. No, this no is, there weren't social media, but bad. people hated it's, each it's, other. It's, it's a very bad environment for developers. Um, is it going to change? I don't think it's going to change. People want to know. They want to have their PlayStation 4 or their Xbox, and they want to feel better than the next person that's next to them that lives next door. That's the way it is in a lot of places. It's the way it's uh, always been. But now yeah. they have Twitter and Facebook. Exactly. And, and yeah. it's nasty. It's nasty. Uh, I've tried trying. I, I mean, I'm, I, I get mad, and I, I fight with people about this, but I just feel like you know Microsoft is always hated on especially on on NeoGAF where I find a lot of the negativity comes from there and it's influencing other people and journalists um, so there is it's an ugly it's an ugly uh, situation I think uh, and I don't foresee a solution I just think when <laughs> when when people are gonna win they the sides are gonna go back uh, but you're you make some very valid points uh, it would be nice if gamers could just become gamers again and just not worry about this stuff but I think it's uh, too far gone yeah we're already there and it's going to continue See, thing is hey wait we got to take a moment and recognize the 10 dads children new cast member <laughs> and how they're all about to beat the dad up because they're all like <laughs> you can say hi dash hi hey, yeah. <laughs> hey did you just get back from martial arts did you beat anybody up beat anyone up? No. That's he's not. Oh, no. He's Soon not enough. supposed to. He oh, okay. tell, no, tell him he's supposed to beat his Nintendo. No, it's, it's all about defense. He's learning defense, probably. Yeah. It's all defensive. Defensive. He has to defend himself from his dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he learn the crash punch yet? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're Rory fanboys. Thank you for um, being on the show, Dash. Daddy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. See, I think that 
it's just it's all about justifying your purchase. And this is, you know, Nintendo fans do it, Xbox fans do it, PlayStation fans do it, PC owners do it, you know, they invest all this money. Wait a second, it. Steve. Wait, I know it's about justifying, and there are fanboys on all sides. However, aren't certain fans a little bit more outspoken than others? I'm getting to that. Just, just, just a little bit. You can't. Just let him, you can't let, let him go. Let him go. Let's just, listen. Can't just cut me off. Right. Yes, I can. I'm the goddamn host. That's what I you do. You can, but you know. But I'm right. sorry. Go uh, ahead. So, so you have all these people that you know they they pick a machine, right? Whichever one it is, okay. And then they turn around and go, "Well, you know, I've, I've invested in this machine, and I want that to to be successful and thrive, and I want everything to come out of this." And obviously, this enables sort of some bad you know blood when you know you you then have this you know the sort of more reasonable people that are just happy you know that what they've with what they've got but then you get the more unreasonable people that are you know they want to justify it but also there are some people that are incredibly insecure about their purchase and i've seen it a lot they are clearly very insecure about what they have bought and that makes them snappy particularly on social media this is rampant in my opinion snappy about when the other platform gets gets brought up and that sort of thing because they because they don't like it but on the other hand you get the people that just hate the other product and yeah. they also are extremists because they they specifically want the other one to fail and you know you know so this, you know I think that's that's just generally how it is, and then I think that that's when people start to forget the fact that they're just they're playing video games because they want to crush the other one. And if it feels like PlayStation fans are the most outspoken and the and the most um, hating types, it's because that console is well. It's also outsold the Xbox One two to one. No, so even now, now I'm going to argue. But even listen, last generation, not, you know, let me finish. Not two to one, you're looking though, at it's... you're looking at a huge ratio. Of, fa- of fanboys of one to fanboys to the other. So one no. is going to be louder. No. And See, more I'm arguing because you're saying that it's the ratio. I'm saying last generation with PS3 and 360, it was split half and half. PlayStation fans were louder. They've always been louder. They're a dedicated group. They have literally have it's taken been over longer. Yeah, like there, it's a it's a even though there's the same amount. PlayStation fans are louder, and their fanboys are crazier. They just are. For a long time, there was Xbox 1.5 for the first three years of the 360 generation. Until after Gears and everything else was coming on. And I just want to say, if you're missing the video show, uh, you could be watching the 10 Dad dadding it up. <laughs> right now. It's good stuff. Like, he's been, I've been watching the 10 Dad, he's been pointing, like, just, like, over there. Just go, like, dadding it up. Like, just... And as far as like something like NeoGAF, which was mentioned, a, a big thing about NeoGAF is there's just a bunch of mods there who have a certain preference, and they kind of moderate based on that preference, so you kind of just have to get over it. Yeah, It happens. And it, it sucks, but it happens. Um, but Microsoft's definitely repaired their image quite a bit, and the louder the hate gets, the more you know it's just because they're salty. But and this and this is the thing is that you can always tell like this week, like going on NeoGAF and there's been a ton of Phil Spencer hate quotes yeah, and stuff and hate. stuff come up, and you can tell when Microsoft has done something good as you said because you know the the people that don't like him, they're finding less and less to complain about. So the second that something pops up, and this isn't just exclusive to NeoGAF, this is on Twitter, this is on 
this is everywhere, is that when they find something to pipe up about, they have to double down because they don't know when they're next going to get an opportunity to do it. And they look crazier and crazier. And, and another thing is stupid stuff now. And it's not it's not that they're like going after the crazy stuff. It's that Xbox fans have got so much good news over the past since the Xbox launch. Like, and I know they launched shitty, and people didn't like some of the shit. But like, we've got nothing but game announcements nonstop. Like, our the media approach that Microsoft has gone, except for like the first six months, has been outstanding. Like, it's they we always have something to talk about. Uh, you have Aaron Greenberg, you have Major Nelson. They're all on Twitter talking to people. Like, the outreach has been perfect, and. The features have been good too, yeah. on a monthly basis, yeah. and then even even the media is responding lately. You're seeing really good um, write-ups from positions yeah. in Europe. Well, in Europe, I mean, for well, a long they really time. Should, no, yeah, no, no, they should, time. but you, you got Xbox fans with all these exclusives to talk about. You have all these features they're talking about. You, it's been a non-stop news cycle for Microsoft for a long it. time. While, the, the while Sony European fans... Yeah. You're right, though. The European... Yeah, I know. Game ra- think about the major, Radar is very... Uh, games very, Radar, Eurogamer, VG247, that's a European publication, right? Yeah, they got... Metro UK... All, all those publications were very, very negative. Um, and just over the last few months, they've been a lot more positive than I'm used to seeing. So uh, whatever Microsoft's doing is right. So just I mean, be happy how, with that. How could you say, you know, Microsoft is, is engaged with its fans. Uh, they're listening to everything. They're giving us value upon value over everything. Um, and the bottom line is, just like I said, about this whole console war things, um, it's it's not two ways. Xbox fans are fanatics too, so it, it's it really it balances itself out. But well, I don't think it balances itself out. I really don't. Well, um, you have Xbox but here's fan this Xbox is what I'm going to tell you though, Tim, is what happens is is you got these PlayStation fanboys that are totally against anything Xbox. They'll hate anything that comes. They won't on Xbox. even get an Xbox. Either. All right, and Microsoft essentially is poking them every time they make a new announcement every single week. And then every time we hear PSN news, it's either hey PSN went down again, hey three point com- you know three point is coming out and it's pretty much a stability update. Uh, there's like it's not Sony's like They're done not a, on the same level. It's, it's just not done a good news. Yet. No, but like it's Microsoft essentially is poking the PS4 fanboy yeah, bear. Right. And, and part of it is because their their backs were up against the yes. wall, so they had yes. to deliver. You know, they had so. To so if you know, maybe you can be upset about all these fanboys, but at the same time, them going crazy like they did, the beach. it gave us better games and a better experience. So, but I understand what you, what the person's saying because it yeah, is really disgusting to go on these sites. And you know, I mean, like I said, I'm smacked out in the middle of it, but. If it could be a better world where we could just all play games and be friendly and, and like each other, it, it would be good, but it's not It's not realistic. It's just this is the way it is. This is the way social media is. People want to say their stuff is better than uh, the guy next door. Uh, like, uh, you know, Sony fanboys are, are, are very extreme. So are Xbox. Uh, and they and, and they clash, you know. No, they do, but I would say there's more Sony fanboys than Xbox fans. And this and this isn't even just in video games. This is Star Wars versus the Lord of the Rings. This is are you, you know, really? Wait DC. a second. Pause. Is- pause. <laughs> you brought PlayStation versus Xbox. 
Marvel versus DC is then Star Wars versus what? <laughs> it was a joke. The, the triumph insult dog skit. They're, they're trying to back out of this now, man. <laughs> but I do think but the drive. I, I the original that. fight is Star Wars versus Star Trek. I just <laughs> uh, maybe I need to see this, this skit. I don't know what the case is or how it's so influential, but I do think that NeoGIF has a really. Uh, a, a big effect on, on, on console wars. No, but I think it's been thinning since Reddit it, has it, become it, popular and there, how crazy the fanboyism has been. Just to the go point read where, the Phil Spencer. Well, they no, get but, worried. People get worried about Gaff, but I don't think they necessarily care much about the actual people at Gaff now. Yeah. Um, they it's do so, wor- it, They do it, work it, it things in a way or, or they, they kind of pivot around situations based on what Gaff would say, and I understand right. that because Gaff's loud, but they're not doing things because Gaff wants it. Because at right. this point, like, but it uh, does put itself, it puts it puts it, it in the person's head. Just like when Quantum Break came out, I'm going to give you a perfect example of how it's hard to be a developer. Okay, the that that publication that comes out, that was the number one tread trending thing on Neo Gaff. Oh, the Super Kotaku article. Yes, I'm going to tell you right now, though. That is now embedded in journalists because journalists, in my opinion, aren't that – they're not into it like I am or, or anybody on this podcast. They basically go to NeoGAF and they'll get an idea like that. And they, they do play to fanboy preferences. I really do believe that. Um, I think that they are either a Sony or, or, or Microsoft. I think it's only certain publications. Honestly. But, yeah, there, there is. But, but being that, that came out. That game now is not going to score that – it's not going to be a 90 Metacritic game. Because you don't know people, that. I'm pretty sure. It's probably the only, the, the no, the only people are going to dock the game for the TV. Tim, Tim, the only publication that said this, okay, was Kotaku. And they don't I, even give review rating review scores I anymore. know, but they put it in the minds of people. Like no, but people, this is what I, I'd I argue. See people talk they put about it in it. the minds of fanboys go, that go like look, another go, console. Go Go look at the Eurogamer uh, interview. They said he. Phil goes, "Well, let me ask you." And then the and then the Eurogamer person responded, "Well, I'm not really a fan of the TV stuff, but you know, I like what I saw, so and so." But that's the type of things that it happened to the order. It happened to Rise. Yeah, Those- but the TV thing goes all the way back to the TV sports TV stuff from the beginning of the Xbox. That doesn't no, have anything I, to do with the I, order. I think people have now uh, put that in their mind. Is what I'm saying. And that's where I find, uh, like, where it's it's really a tough thing because I do think that the journalists now are in that in that realm where they used to just be talking. You know. No, I get where you're coming from, Tim. But what I'm going to say is just like you did, is game developers at this point have moved on from Gaff and they have moved full force into Twitter and Reddit because they can create a Reddit page on with for their their company. Put all their releases, get direct interaction with the largest social media piece of all time, largest form of all time, and they can say "fuck Gaff." They don't have right. to do it. But the thing Gaff that- used to be really important because for like having a dedicated forums for video games was rare. You didn't you didn't see stuff like that, and that's why you had Team Xbox, you had Gaff, you had all these forums, right. and now all those people went to Reddit, all those people went to Twitter. Gaff is becoming smaller, smaller, smaller. And yes, it's true. The Wicked Soul brought up that Gaff got the Treehouse guy fired. 
That's that's definitely true, but that was more at the beginning of this well, gener this this role, and game developers have I'm, really been picking up this mantle of Twitter. They, they, well, no, no, they to get back to this about they, Treehouse, um, I think it might have actually had to do with Japanese social media, because right. apparently the translation of that particular podcast made it sound a lot worse than it was, and it blew up on social media in Japan, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's where the order came from. So. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. The thing is is that NeoGAF, like I said, is a central point because they do this type of stuff. They focus on the negative and if they you know, they are very influential. Just like when 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 DRM they were they were the first people. They they have those you know, you look at you look at the NeoGAF, if you know your top trending story, you know that that's what they're going after and you know, I see it far too many times with things that, like, when that came out, I felt bad because, you know, Remedy is one of my favorites. Tim, well, I'm going to go off my own bullshit statistic, and I can tell you right now, when I look for news each week for what's going on, at this point, I'm seeing less and less and less stuff for NeoGAF posts that go, hey, look, this is news, and more and more, look, Phil Spencer just tweeted this out on Twitter. Like, yeah. the, like Twitter's Twitter becoming, uh, no, it's just, it's becoming the larger form of social media for video well, I games. Hope so. uh, it, it's not, I hate to say, Gaff is losing its, not Good. appeal, it's just losing its power. I like, I like, some it's of the becoming, Gaff it's coming second tier for news. It's, you're going there to be in a dedicated community well, of yeah. gamers. Game no, 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 but the developers are avoiding Neo Gaff yeah, now. Like where, the, it's as they used to be more tier. active before. I but think it's a lot. It's still huge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Neo Gaff is not as big as it's ever been. It's just but it's becoming second tier. Like well, Twitter is becoming first tier. The thing is, is that we all know it's a bias site. We all know that that you know people say people give you reasons why it's a bias site. It's a bias site. It's influential. It's not good. It's negative. And I, like to says, like I said, it's a big source of this. Of all of this, all right, this well, along. we should move along. We should move along. But thank you for thank writing. You. It was actually Chaos Dash. Yes, Chaos thank Dasher, you. right? Or Dash? I don't remember. Let's look. Chaos He's Dash. Wrote, yeah, Dasher. You forgot to write Chaos Dasher. Is what? No, he wrote. it's Chaos Dash. Read what he wrote. Forgot to write Chaos Dasher. Oh, okay, but in Twitch he's called Chaos Dash, but on Xbox Live he's called Chaos Dasher. That's why. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chaos Dasher. Er, yes. Er, er. <laughs> next, next, next letter. Hey guys, I recently underwent surgery, which means I'll be going through my backlog of games. This includes Forza Horizon 2, FIFA 15, Madden 15, and Titanfall. You heard right. I'm playing these games after all the hype has died down. Actually, I was consumed by Destiny for the longest time. Also, school got in the way. What's the longest? A game ever sat in your backlog? Xbox One or any other console? Power Stone 2, anyone? Anyway, keep on keeping on. Jason. Alright, before anybody Shady says chemist. anything. Well, I didn't say PS. He's oh, got I'm a sorry. postscript here. I'm, I'm sorry. Postscript. I forgot to mention last time. Shout out to the listener making the badass intros. They're fan freaking tastic. Thank you so much, One Saint. Yes. Alright, now, just Honestly. to qualify this question, because he, he's kind of open. When. Backlog is going to mean I want to play it. I plan on playing it. I just haven't played it yet. Not I bought it and it sat there and I gave up on it. That's not part of your backlog. That's just giving up. So what have you it's just part of your sat on? Crap log. Yeah. So this is a game <laughs> that you still want to play and you plan on playing. You just haven't. And me and Vern were talking about this last night, I believe. And I think uh, Tomb Raider 
The definitive edition has been... It's out of my backlog for like, what, it's been out like a year and a half? Almost... It's, like a, it's been out a long time. And I kept looking at it. I own it on PC, Xbox, or Xbox 360. I just never beat it and played through it. I played like... I'd play like 10, 20 minutes and just stop playing it. And But I just finished it recently and it's an awesome game. I can't yeah. wait for Rise of the Tomb Raider. But that's that's probably my the game that sat in my backlog the longest. For me, it was Far Cry 4 for a little while. It sat in there for a while from holiday season. But right now, I'm getting the feeling it's going to be The Witcher 3. Yeah. Oh. It's like I want to play it, but I just can't get myself to play it. And I have a feeling this is going to go on for a long time. Tim, what's 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 in your backlog? Well, I have I have so many games. <laughs> what's not, not in your backlog? I have so many. Like games. I said, uh, games you still want to play, but haven't given up on. Um, Dragon Age is one that I want to try to get into. Um, I, I think that it was going to be a game that I like. Um, Witcher three, I'm definitely gonna revisit. It's just too good. It's just I, I need to dedicate time to it uh, and get into it. You know that might be actually what I if I do play tonight, I might play after. Although right now I'm playing Rare Replay, but um, yeah, I would say uh, Dragon Age is. I have to touch it. You know. I, I think that you should play Dragon Age before The Witcher because you won't want to go back to Dragon Age after you've played The Witcher. Ah, whatever. I played The Witcher for 20 hours and I went back to Dragon Age Inquisition and I'm having more fun with that than I have with The Witcher. It's because you're a madman. Yeah. You're I a madman. Like I agree with Steve. I would like The Witcher more. So I'm probably going to... like That's my next task. I'm trying to finish some certain games, but that one I'm going to look forward to. And Batman too, but I'm just waiting on Batman. You know. I'll probably play that again. All right, it's Undead. What is on your backlog? <laughs> <laughs> well, one that Every I actually... game wait, wait, released. stop. What is not on your backlog? <laughs> That'll probably be a shorter answer. Um, actually, the one game I because I hooked up my uh, you can't say, it, but I hooked my Xbox 360 up to my main TV, so I've been playing that, and I wanna. Uh, I only played through the intro of Fallout 3. Wow. So I kind of want to play that before Fallout 4 comes out. But at the same time, I was also talking to Vern about how I never beat Alan Wake. Oh. Yes. Wow, you got to play that. Got to play it. So I'm going to start from the beginning, Alan Wake, on Sunday. And nice. hopefully Just quick question. sometime next week. Do you own it on 360 or PC? 360. Buy it on but, PC. Yeah. yeah it no, supports you... controller? It's gonna look about a hundred times better. Yeah, you can run it really nice. Yeah, I, I would. I'd go PC for it. I'm yeah, not for sure. And you could probably pick it up for three bucks on PC but, at this point. But 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 you don't get achievements. Oh well, and he's probably not gonna be playing PC. on this TV. <laughs> he's gonna I will be uh, because my wife is going to California with the kids for two weeks, so I'm gonna hook the my big wow, massive PC up to my TV. Can again. I come over? Okay. <laughs> yeah, do it. Can I sleep over at night? You got a 4K yeah. TV too, right? Yeah. What? Where? where Point where? at it. Is it in the room? Take your camera. We'll, no. we'll order pizza. We'll have uh, Mountain Dew and Coke. And yeah, everything. I was about to say you're gonna have Code Red. Code Red. Yeah, yeah. No Ruffles and French onion dip. Yeah. No, we'll have both. Though this isn't a show. The yeah. show. Well, we'll Five try both. Kit Kats. And Kit Kats. I can get that. I'm coming over. Just wait, like, wait. 
Steve, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too much, but when we talk about Kit Kats, are we talking about original Kit Kats or that new big Kit Kat bar, which is just like a giant Kit Kat? You mean the Kit Kat Chunky? I th- they call it the bar over here. What do they I'm call at? it there? Kit Kat Chunky. Chunky? Yeah. It sounds kind of <laughs> bad, but I-, I think we're talking about the same thing. It's just like a giant Kit Kat, right? Look, I will be honest. I do prefer the Kit Kat Chunky. However, I do love Kit Kats in general. No, they're so, both great. I'm not so saying they're both great snacks. I'm just curious. Green Kit Kats, the four bar one. I could dig that. <laughs> right in okay. that rabbit hole. All right. D Y O S. Wait, wait, Steve. You're backlog. Okay, so I'm trying to spreadsheet here, and I'm having a look. Okay. Oh my they god, are. it's a spreadsheet, people. It's a spreadsheet. Steve Rule's new article, My Backlog 2001. No. <laughs> so, 2001 so games I, I want to play. I've completed 201 games since the 17th of February 2008. Okay. More importantly, so I've got them all, I've got them all arranged in order. Okay, and the oldest game on here is actually Fallout 3, which was released in October 2008. So, so what hard. you're saying is you and Nintendad need to get together mm. and you need to play Fallout three. Yeah. I, I at first I didn't have I didn't have the, the release date for Fallout One here and I was about to say mini ninjas, but I checked and it was Fallout. <laughs> Alright. Let's move it on. What? What's wrong with mini ninjas? <laughs> Moving on. No, no it's just we're, we're, we're at the end of the, the, the letter. We got one thank, last letter. Thank you so much for writing it. I will play it. I'll try it. Yeah, thank you for writing in Shady Chemist. Last letter. This is from Moz6142. Moz says, Hi. EA Access continues to evolve with the potential of adding 360 backwards compatibility games to the vault. What other ways do you guys see this service evolving? Maybe early access to games like the new game preview on Xbox, exclusive betas, or maybe a rewards program that can earn you a visit to EA-owned studios in real life. Whoa, those are big goals. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Kotaku's recent game previews for Halo 5 and Quantum Break? For a site that prides itself on its journalistic integrity, they seem quite lazy. <laughs> Saying that Halo is just now copying COD, misinforming people about Quantum Break when there is a leaked audio of the behind-the-closed-doors se- behind demo contradicting a lot of what the writer says. Also, do you potentially see Microsoft introducing backwards compatibility game bundle codes to sell consoles in quarter one of 2016? For example, an, an Xbox Action Bundle with a single game code for 360 backward compatibility games for Bayonetta, DMC, Metal Gear Revengeance, etc. Lastly, Recent interviews from Xbox execs seem to suggest that their role in PC gaming is more of a support for ecosystems like Steam rather than just trying to compete. Phil Spencer's interview made it sound like he is trying to entice the PC gaming audience into buying Xbox, especially when he talks about picking and choosing the first-party titles that are available on both. When looking at the types of games they plan on bringing over, like Fable, Gears, Ultimate Edition, Halo Wars, Gigantic, KI, apart from Gears, all those games benefit Xbox users with a greater user base. Considering Xbox Live Gold will never be removed for Xbox users, brings in a lot of money. But not required for PC, I see the Xbox app being a gateway to console gaming for PC users. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all good points. Huh? Oh. Very good. That's, that's a good letter. That's a good letter. Um, so we should start with EA Access. What do you guys think about that as far as what it'll, how things may change with backwards compatibility? Gonna, so just add more it, games. 
Just adding so games. So they're going to basically just re-release Battlefield 4, which was, you know, that was like it. That was a game preview, wasn't it? Pretty much. No, but Battlefield 4 is already on the service. Why would they release a 360 version uh, for Xbox One? I think you missed the joke. He was joking about game preview. They talked about game preview, and when Battlefield 4 came out, it was broken. So Battlefield 5 is what you're talking about, then? No, never mind. He said they're already released. I know, it's a joke about how Battlefield 5 is going to be broken. I get it. So. (laughs) Okay, Kotaku. What do we think about Kotaku? Kotaku is a piece of shit, and I'm not afraid to say it. And their whole, well, we just posted it on our site because it's actually our sister site and a sister publication that did it. And we take no credit for the shit we post on our front page. Fuck you. That is your front page. You decided to repost their article. That is your, you take credit for what they said when you post it it on your site. It is pretty telling, though. It means they don't. They know they screwed up, and they know they're shitty articles. Otherwise, Jason Schreier wouldn't have come out and said, like, you know, that he... I mean, he pretty much came out and disowned those articles, saying that they didn't have anything to do with him and with his side of the of the site. So, but I, that he came out and said that, that means he acknowledges that they're shitty articles. But yes, they're shitty articles, but they're... He is also heavily against previews. This isn't a new thing. He has been against previews for a very long time. And I also oh, think yeah. Jason Shreer does great work. I really do. I like I like him a lot. So if he turns around and says to me, well, I, no, from, from what he said, I, I you know, it, it's not how he wants to run Kotaku or he, how he wants it to be done. So, you know, I just blame Brits. Yeah. Blame your no, people. No, th- that's fine to blame them. But when you put something on your front page, you that's take true. you you take fucking the heat for it. That is your page, Steve. If you wrote an article or posted an article, or no, if you wrote a 2001 reason why Gamescom is going to be awful for Microsoft, did I posted it on my site? I would have to take credit for it because I ripped off your article and put it on my site. And it would be like, yeah, I thought it was yeah, right. Yeah, I agree with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that that's... makes sense. But we I, we, need, we need to explain. I mean, the, the Halo and Quantum Break articles, they were terrible. They Like what um, Moz is saying here, they didn't even check the facts. There was so much wrong stuff in both those articles. Well, they were like, jetpacks jet are the very yeah. first time. They're ripping off Call of Duty. It was like, uh, jetpacks have been in Halo longer than Call of Duty. Well, they ripped off Sprint. Well, Sprint has been in Halo longer than in like well, on. not long, but you know what I mean. It's just just Sprint. bullshit. Sprinting is something that people have done since the beginning of time. You no, know, but this is a dumb like it's literally arguing the dumbest points. Like it's well, you know, over I'm, shit. Halo's done. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I when I heard the the Quantum Break article, I felt like like it was upsetting because I was like, oh no, this is going down the wrong um, path. I felt like I was like, oh, this reminded me totally of of the order, um, the type of impressions that were they were given. But I felt a little better when um, another publication, Windows Central, even though it's Windows Central, uh, posted it, and it was a really good article. Uh, and it showed that it's, the game is really deep, and uh, and and actually the author of it said that the person who wrote the, that article, the rubbish article, because they had to have that headline, which was to me that was the, the problem that I had. That was unprofessional. 
the 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 headline was really I I don't I don't ha I don't have a problem with somebody having an opinion, but the headline really was um uh, you know too much, um and 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 it was it wasn't good but I think the game is fine like I said I know Vern's yeah. very uh he's very uh he feels strongly but I I you know I really want the game to be good I love Remedy, and um I you know I mean the TV part if if it ties in um I will watch the, the TV you know but Tim I mean, the other that was the only really negative preview. I mean, IGN had good stuff to say. GameSpot had good stuff to say. Um, video Gamer was it? No, not Video Gamer. Uh, Games Radar had like really good stuff. But see, to that's say the thing. It. The only thing that was um, talked about was that. Well, I mean, there's other publications. Like, okay, the, uh, just to throw somebody else under there, so we're not just talking about Kotaku. Like, kind of funny came out, and Colin Moriarty he said Scalebound worried him because there were frame rate issues because they showed it off. And you never see frame rate issues or problems in games when you're initially showing them off. And it's like, well, if that's the case, I would have saw issues with fucking Uncharted and saying that game's a POS. And it Especially crashed. And yeah. It's Twice. Like, both, yeah, both, like both it's, times it showed, it crashed. You, you don't hold games to that kind of fucking standard. on Like a publication shouldn't. Yeah. Not Agreed. for, not for that. Be, they should be a little bit, you know. I, I mean, uh, I hate to say it. Even you know, this is a little. This is on the subject, but it's it's a little off. Where, like, a publication writes like Eurogamer comes out where the very high setting for streaming is, uh, you know, uh, is it is something you have to edit a code. Okay, this is written on Eurogamer where you have to edit a code and you have to put true to false to true to get the the, the get. To get the you know the setting to use, which is 1080p, 60 frames per second, um, streaming, you know they're editing a file. Then they then they go into how it doesn't work well. I mean, you know that's the type of stuff like where it's just like, are you serious? You you're doing a, a, a you know analysis of something that that's not that even was disabled. To, yeah. That was disabled, and you're enabling it. I mean, that's the type of stuff that really it, it angers me because it's just. Come on, we're being a little bit too much. You know, it's way too much. And you know that that, that developer, um, blocking what what's in the Kamiya? Kamiya. Yeah, he's gonna have his game without frame rates. He's a very good developer. So that, I just I think yeah, that's that's too much. What, uh, what did Colin Moriarty say about scalebound frame rate? Was he complaining about it? He was complaining I, on it on the I don't latest. Remember exactly. uh, it was on the I'm latest sure, show. Sure. Yeah, sure. He said uh, he he was talking about how it didn't look very smooth the first time they showed it, and he said it kind of reminded him of the first time that they showed the order. Um, the order. Yes. Yeah, Rock. but they said that they said that the first time they saw the order. Actually, he wasn't lying about. No, that. but he was like, it looked bad, and that way the frame rate was an issue, and that tells you that it should be a bad game. Like oh, yeah, that's that you stupid. should that that's that's retarded. Like I've never like criticized a game because, well, the frame rate wasn't great, so that's probably not yeah. going to be a great. St like the the problem with the order had nothing to do with visuals. Well, nothing they have another they have another chance with Scalebound though. They'll yeah. have a big blow at E three next year. So, I, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, Colin Moriarty is a well known PlayStation. Fan, put it that way, but no, not know. to not to like go right after him, but like they've no, been pretty is, fair. He, no, 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 they've no, been no. pretty fair he, lately. He, like it's, Collins, Collins, no. a fanboy. No, He's a fanboy. Sorry, I, I don't agree. But apart, apart from that, right? Last time I checked, the Scalebound, tra uh, the, the gameplay demonstration at the end said holiday 2016. Right? Yep. It didn't say 
it didn't say holiday in 2015, it said holiday in 2016, right? And I've seen other people mention this, and I've said the same thing to them, I say to Colin, right? It, you know, it's anything between 13 and 15 months out. Phil Spencer said this in his Eurogamer article. Optimization is the frame rate. Very last thing. Is the last thing you do. Complaining about frame rate, I'm sorry, in any game, in any game, this far out is the most ridiculous thing you can do. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't care what game it is. I don't, I don't care, I don't know, think of a game I hate, I, just, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. A year, a year out. 100%. Sorry. Thank you, Steve. It's well, that and, and behind and, and closed Col- doors that didn't have Col- frame rate issues. And the sad thing is, is that Collins, uh, you know, and IG, you know, he's he's really high up, and you know, he he doesn't get that. So that just goes to show you where the journalists, <laughs> where they're at right now. They're just oh, yeah. looking to complain or they're looking to, uh, you know, put something down, and and you know that ties into that question. Well, That's and the more the more this happens, the the more the media won't be allowed to even view these things so they need to be careful with that stuff i mean at, at some point you shouldn't even be doing that you just think steve's what steve just said if you're a gamer and you know this industry how do you complain like i saw the hitching on scalebound but you know you know who the developer is first of all you know that the game like you said is 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 an early release and early build i mean you can mention it but to, to say you're concerned and- over it it's well, just... Tim, we also know that behind closed doors, the frame rate wasn't as big of an issue. So there was a new build they were showing behind closed doors. Right. Well, I mean, it's just it's just Steve put it put it great. He's a fanboy, and that's it. I'm not I'm not I'm not upset that it was mentioned, but but to to you know, okay, the scale bound frame rate maybe it didn't look too hot but i'm sorry but to start judging a game and comparing it to something like the order i'm sorry the order had huge problems from the second that they showed it it it, it looks that way from the very beginning I, i'm sorry it's, it's a cameo game i just i don't see these problems the gameplay looked great you know the, the different systems looked interesting you know the, the sort of just the general game they're making look interesting and the order had a lot of promise but we can't we can't act like people weren't concerned about that game the second that they showed it yeah, there's there's no there's no comparison. Oh well, you know, I'm sorry, it's, it's 15 months from the order didn't I, the order didn't have a shit frame rate. Yeah, there's a lot of Sony fans on there out there trying to whenever something doesn't run well or looks like it might not be good, they try to force that idea that oh it's going to be like the order. Like we're seeing that a lot with Quantum Break right now. Yeah, it's a for, it's, it's it's a forced narrative, and and uh, we just we it don't stinks. know why are we dealing with forced narratives? It's games. That's I know. That's that's the crazy thing. It's sad. It's it's sad. That's cool. What happened? And I wasn't trying to like throw kind of funny under the bus. I just wanted to bring up another example of this issue. I, well, I'm glad that Steve put him in that place. But like kind of funny. I think overall it's a great show. Everybody should check it out. I like the personalities overall. Greg Miller's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's worth watching. I don't like them. I, I don't like them and don't watch this show. That's my opinion. Okay, that's fine. I, I just like per- I do like their personalities. It's look. I'll put it this way. I'm not the biggest fan. Of the, I like the personalities from the Giant Bomb crew. I think they have it's an awesome show. It's, they get great personalities. I they think their, their their news is uh, <laughs> it's kind of rough, but yeah. I like the personalities and it's enjoying the, like it, I enjoyed listening to it and watching it uh, because I, I like the personalities. Yes, I don't, I don't want to call out someone individually, but I just I, I, I'm sorry. I just think that you know that's. 
picking and and trying to make something that Out of it's, nothing, yeah. That it's that it's not. I'm sorry. Like, it, as I said, you know, if we still have these issues, and those are Sony, you know, it, those it, are Sony guys too. It, That's what they're talking about. Xbox. If they still have these issues, at Gamescom 2016, and it's launching in say September. Even like even people talking about Halo. Okay, uh, is the Digital Foundry noted a huge improvement between E3 and Gamescom? Yep. Because you know, and that's an October. Rock game. sixty at Gamescom. And you know, it just, you know, the the uh, things I don't want to keep moving goalposts, but the builds aren't. You know, it's, the Gamescom and the E3 builds aren't from the day before; they're from you know months before. Months before. And it, you know, and when you, you know, as I said, it's not that I have a problem with people mentioning these things. It's when you start comparing them and stuff, and it's just I'm sorry, I, I just don't think it's a particularly good. Hey, don't compare anything to the order. Come on, for real. Yeah, but that's just, just that's sorry, unfair. I, of all the things I would be concerned about in scale bound, the frame rate is not is not fucking one of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause I, I I look at scale bound like I, I watched it at Gamescom. I went, that looks kind of cool. Not really my kind of cup of tea, but it looks cool. Like I, I didn't have an issue with it. Oh, that's know. right up my alley. Yeah. Okay, next part of the letter. What do we think about? bundling Xbox 360 codes with Xbox Ones. Tim seemed to think that that might be a possibility when we were chatting earlier before the podcast. So, Gears of War Collection will bundle all the Gears of War games. Uh, I'm going to say the 50 game console. 349. 30 game, rare replay plus 20 backward compatibilities. Um, backward compatibility games. Uh, the, 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 the fun thing is, and, I, and I've heard Yabara talk about this, it opens up a ton of scenarios. Uh, you're going I think to you're limiting some- yourself, Tim. Just to throw it out there real quick. The Rare Replay Bundle with your 20 games plus a year of EA access. Yes, the 63-game bundle. <laughs> the 63. With early access. <laughs> Well, they can okay. hit 50 easy if you have That's, EA access. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. Microsoft should really push this because that is value. You could, you could, you know, you could really put a lot of good games there too. It's the thir- let's be honest, that'd be cheap. That's thirty dollars for EA access for a year. It's, it's thirty dollars for Rare Replay. That's easily fifty games right there. That's a game. That's, yeah. that's one game that you would bundle. The yeah. same cost as one game. And they're gonna they're gonna have a backward compatibility uh, bundle. Uh, I've already mentioned that to Aaron. Uh, you know, I know that the the Xbox team's looking at stuff like that. Uh, they're going to be uh-huh. using the backward compatibility a little egregiously. They're going to just, you know, they're going to go the Peter Moore motto. Uh, you know, you just throw games at people, and you know what? It it, it, it it after a while starts to take effect. So at least they're hoping. So yes, you're going to see a, a backwards compatibility, in my opinion, a bundle. Are we talking about the Peter Moore that brought us Connect? Didn't he bring us Connect? Yes, no, he, did. he was gone before Connect. No, he, Wasn't he, he was he was the prime one of the prime movers of Connect. He marketed the fuck out of that. Why? Why would it? No, no when did he leave? Peter Moore was welcome by then. No, yeah, like if you listen to the IGN interview, he talks about his time with Connect. Well, he was in it from the beginning, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't there when all it launched, I remember right? was Matrix going. On on E three when he was going the connect guys he had his hands like that I was like we're in trouble they had the technology but it wasn't really going anywhere and Don Matrick came in and said well we should do something with this because it's pretty good yeah he was gone in two thousand seven no but he still had a role and bring that shit to us 
You crazy if you don't think they didn't. <laughs> well, well, Peter Moore though is he did say we're we're gonna kill him with value, and I think uh, Xbox is on that route, and I think it's a smart route right now because uh, that is an advantage they have over the, uh, the competition. Yeah, you know? yeah he was think- gone three years before Kinect came out. But one All thing right, you mentioned so, about about the bundle. I mean, if they put Gears Ultimate Edition in there, I know that the 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 one to judgment. <laughs> you want the Gears, yes? But end to like thirty first December. But if you bundled Gears Ultimate Edition and then kept those other four games in, yes, that's, you know that's another five. Thirty five game. <laughs> it's a thirty five game bundle. It's I mean, how could that and then, not? And, and then add EA access. Yeah, 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 access. I mean, forty-seven game bundle right there. That's fifty. I, mean, I bet. No, that's forty-seven. Is it only forty-seven years? Yeah, that is the bundle. That is honestly a, a crazy bundle, but it's doable. Well, how doable? Years, rare replay. MPC. I'm going to 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 DM Aaron about this, and <laughs> EA access. Why don't why you chuck in MCC with an OTST code as well? Well, that's another five. <laughs> so we, there you go. If we add that too, you can make it a 50-game bundle. Halo, Gears, Rare Replay, and EA Access. It's like a 57-game bundle. I, they, they, they have to listen to the show. I mean, you can even see GameStyle, a 57-game bundle. I'll take my check uh, as soon as possible. Just, run, just DM me, Aaron. And, uh, how how much gamer funny. score is that? Oh my god. That's oh, no. <laughs> 10,000. What is it? Nintendo dad, what do you think? Well, would you buy another you... Xbox? Tim no. would. I'm I'm holding out for the Viva Piñata special edition Xbox. I feel you. I, I feel you Nintendo dad. I feel you. I don't see them releasing a bundle with an M-rated game. They already well that, that's 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 not a, that is a smart idea because they want. They to already get- have Gears of War, yeah. Ultimate Edition is M rated, and they're releasing a bundle. No, he's saying fifty game bundle, rare replay with with uh, less than uh, what is the rating we're going? Uh, rare think? replay is M by <laughs> because it has to be M because of uh, Conquer. Oh yeah, well it says what's it say on the box E to M. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Parent special is, is uh, <laughs> we can't use a parent special. Okay, last part of the letter. What do we think about uh, PC gaming? He mentioned, you know, about supporting PC rather than necessarily pushing PC. You know what I mean? Well, they don't just really be there. It. Sorry, Karen Van. I was just saying, just kind of being there to help the ecosystem like Steam rather than compete with it. Well, they don't. They don't really have much of a choice, do they? I mean, if they go and and Phil's talked about how he doesn't like giving grandiose promises and statements. I mean, if they go in and say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna steamroll Steam," they will get laughed at, both in terms of from how people read the statement to what will actually happen in execution. So the the best thing to do is to try and sort of weed people over, win people over from Steam. You know, I think they should be offering. Incentives like cross buy, but Tara said, "Well, if you buy through Steam, you know you still ha- use like the Xbox stuff. Big but sales, you, you, but you won't get your cross buy." And and if people Tara say, "Well, I don't like that," I just say, "Well, that's that's not my problem." Tough shit. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. And for a lot of people, that won't be a problem. But for the people, it is a problem. 
you know, for example, people say, oh, well, you know, I really want to play Killer Instinct on Xbox One uh, on PC and I bought it on Xbox One. Well, then you have to use Xbox stuff. Otherwise, you have to buy again off Steam. And again, if you yeah. don't like that, then, you know, because I. You I can think- suck it! you can suck it um and i do think that you know they do have to be uh, in my opinion smart about how they do this because i do think that it's about offering better incentives and there'll be some people that will be resistant and for them they can have their closed off steam version but they they, in my opinion if they're going to put you know if they're going to put a scale bound or a quantum break or crackdown or something on pc they need to do more than just shove it on steam just because otherwise I don't think that, that okay, the, 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 you know, Phil talked about in this Eurogamer interview sort of a long-term view, and I think that that's a very short-term view of let's just put it on Steam. Like you have to offer more. I think uh, what we're getting at is you're going to have a cross-buy haven. Anything that's DirectX 12 that's really built on DirectX 12, you're going to have PC and Xbox. That's where I see it going from my talks at E3. That's where I kind of got the uh, feeling that it's going. Um, and it's okay with me. I mean, it is it is what it is. They're in second place. They're not, you know, if, if Xbox fans feel like they're sl- slanted, it really isn't that they're slanted. They can play the game in, on PC or Xbox for the same price. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going that way. I see like possibly Gears Four and the big titles uh, going to uh, PC. I think it's a huge debate within the Microsoft uh, hierarchy right now. I think there's some people that say console buyers are only going to buy console, and PC buyers are going to only buy PC. <clears throat> so th- this is going on, but I do see that's where it's going because. I think that's pretty much where Satya wants this to go. He wants the PC uh, as a, uh, as involved with your life as your Xbox, and I think that's, you know, he's supplying the money. So I think that that's in a way where it's going to go. It's going to piss people off, um, but in the end, people will just get used to it and they'll just buy their Xbox games and they'll buy an Xbox, another Xbox for two forty nine when it's on sale because Xbox is a great system. Uh, and it'll sell either way. So I think that's where it's going, um, full-fledged. Maybe a couple games like Crackdown, you won't see it on PC. Cloud games, maybe, possibly not. But Gears 4, I think you're going to see it on PC. I think you have to, they have to be smart about how they do it as well. And and Phil did talk about this, you know, because from my personal point of view, you know, when they announce these games for Xbox One, if they want to put them on PC as long as I get the version that I was promised I don't really care but I don't want to wait so that they can turn around and go halfway through development oh well, we actually want to do a PC version of Quantum Break as well and then that delays me getting the game when you you said Xbox One first they, they, under no circumstances should a single title be delayed to, to add a, another version they need, to, they need to plan it from the beginning or wait until it's finished and then do it and if they want to get it out quickly I, I, to be honest, I don't really care as long as I get the version I want. But you know, you announce something, you, I expect you to stick to that release schedule so that I can play it as quickly as possible. That you can get the game done without unnecessary, what I consider to be unnecessary delays, because that will piss me off. Angry. Well, will you stop buying Xbox games? Oh, I won't stop buying them. But if they turn around and say, "Oh, actually, we des- we delayed." Scalebound or Quantum Break for six months. That we no, they didn't do that. 
I no, do but, think, I'm, but I'm saying I, if, if if they right if that's the sort of and I just get worried you're that all or nothing, right? You either don't do it, or if you're going to do it, do it on the same day. Well, listen to this. Also, they're treating Xbox as a platform rather than a, a single console now. So does that mean the budget for Xbox gaming um, is also spent on PC gaming now as well? So do we possibly lose some money within a division to create new games because they're releasing games on PC as well? That's the other worry as well, I think. It, it, is, it is a valid worry, but I do think that you, you will start to see... You're going to have keyboard and mouse uh, support, and you will see... You know, It's not going to be enabled for all games, but you will see some games from PC start to migrate over. Yeah, he pretty much to, said that's coming in at your gamer interview today. Yeah, but you you know so. you might get a World of Warcraft on 360. You know it's it's I mean not 360 on Xbox One. Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know I mean it's just not that it's possible. I'm just saying it's possible now. Where yeah. I, I, it was never really you know. So I do think that you will have some some stuff come our way uh, towards Xbox. But I don't know. They they gotta really they gotta really you know be, be careful. careful. Yeah. I told them, let me, I'm going to be honest. I told some very high ranking people that it would piss people off. That's what I said. That was what I told them. It's going to piss people off. It's going to piss off the core. Will it? I don't really know. I, I don't think, you think about it, will, when, when it really happens, people will just, you know, if it starts to hit PC, people will just. You know, kind of merge their thinking together, and that's what they want. They want you to think Xbox is PC. They don't want you to think if it's a segmented device, and that's where it's going. They want Xbox as a service. Everything, Windows as a service, Xbox as a service. That is their mission statement right now. How it's going to play out, that's why we're here. You know, it's when talking about it. But I do think it's going down that route. Unfortunately, in some aspects, I'm kind of a little down on it, but... I do think that it could work out as well. No, but that's where companies are going to make the most money is making these things services and not just all always on. That's one, it. One yeah. class. But yeah, thank you for writing in Moz six one four two, and that's all our letters. So thank you so much for writing in everybody, and you can write in at letters at xboxuncut dot com, and tell us what you think and how full of shit we are. Just let us know. <laughs> we'll take it. We only got a half hour left of the show. Yeah. Well, do we have any news? <laughs> we do have news. We're going to go through news. I was building something in Minecraft. I won't lie. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's an addiction. <laughs> that is really, really. I'm surprised. All right. <laughs> Moving to news. Ain't no news. No, I'm just kidding. How to unlock the Xbox One Hive, but we already talked about it. So if you go in, you can check out your gamer, and you can check out a few different sites. They tell you exactly how to go into your code and turn on the very high setting to get you 1080p, 60 frames per second. Streaming through Windows 10, I don't recommend anybody do this. Um, just wait for Microsoft to release it, because if you mess it up, then you got to delete the app and reinstall the app. Just don't. Just don't do it. All right? That's, that's the tip of the day. Just leave it the fuck alone. Don't do an analysis on it either. Yeah, like just don't do an analysis on that it. That brought to you by our new segment, Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Just the Tip. <laughs> 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 
All right, let's move it along. Another 36 cars have been announced for Forza 6. That's right, people. Forza is coming out very soon, and you get a 1987 Ferrari F40 or a 2015 Lotus E23. You get all kinds of crazy cars coming to the game. Forza looks like it's aiming to be fucking insane. Vern was already telling me last night he was worried. He's scared for his social life <laughs> and his sleeping schedule. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just I'm dreading the idea that I'll be up till four in the morning some nights playing this game because that's what happened last time. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Rare gets first UK number one in 17 years. So since what? Donkey Kong Country? Huh. No, no, it was Banjo, I think. Banjo. Banjo. I think it was Since 1998's Banjo-Kazooie on the N64. Yeah. We should should point out that in the UK charts, they have two charts. So they have one chart where each individual version is counted separately. There's a top 40 for that. And then there's another chart where, for example, all versions of Call of Duty are sort of added together and put on the list. What they've done is they've got to the very top of the list where all of the versions are added together which is which is obviously much harder to do because you know when COD comes out you're not competing against the, the top single version selling a COD it's you know all of the different ones together which is why it's, it's quite an achievement I mean even Connect Sports never managed to achieve that somehow so it's, it's definitely good news yeah good for them good it's for people you people still Rare. like Rare good it's, for it's, you I should say also that when Fable the Journey came out it entered that same chart number 37 out of 40 so <laughs> it's 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 done very well rare replay it's been in top 10 for a long time in amazon too it's now out of it but it's really done well yeah i think it'll have legs too i can imagine this game selling pretty well throughout the holiday season yeah because because of the price and the value so they'll even make it cheaper too they'll they'll i, I totally see the the, the, the bundle uh added in Alright, well, moving along. Halo 5 Guardians Gamescom Frame Rate Test! That's right. We talked about it earlier. Halo 5 is like a fucking constant 60. Yeah, so, the only uh, time it drops down to 30 is during cutscenes. Yeah. So, you know, the times when you're like, oh, it, the cutscenes are defaulted at 30 no matter what, and it's still running at 60 nonstop. Well, my guess is with their dynamic resolution, they probably kick it up to 1080, locked, you know, on during the cutscenes, and that's yeah. why it drops down to thirty. And then once the cutscene's over, they go back to the dynamic resolution, and it could be anywhere depending on what you're seeing on screen. Yeah. But very, very interesting. Who knew the games would improve technically as development progresses? I mean, look, it's 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 a rare thing to happen. Um, <laughs> no, nobody saw it coming. And um, they they claim this is still not the final resolution during that yeah. showing, so uh, things could change even more at this point. Yeah, I'm just happy they got the 60 frames per second down. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it, right? I wasn't doubting it, but I'm glad that it's like, yeah, we saw it. It's doing it. So, uh, yeah, 60 yeah. frames per second is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Go, go on. on. No, you go on. I was just gonna say I'm not a fan of. <laughs> 60 frames a second and it's flying all over the place like a pigeon in the wind <laughs> so you know 
having 60 means 16. You know, I'm not bothered about 13 cutscenes. I, I can't think of anything I care about less. So you know, that's so you know, that's that's fine. So it all sounds like it's coming along well. All right. The last bit of news we're going to talk about: Microsoft press conference, Gamescom breakdown. Oh no, we already read. We've already gone over Gamescom. So that's it. Unless y'all want to go over Gamescom again. You know, Not really. Mafia. 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 What is Mafia? It's English. It's called English. Oh, <laughs> I know what Mafia is. You know where the Mafia was actually big and important. America. America. <laughs> I gotta stand up and show the shirt again. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even. Don't tread on me. Can't even look at you. Don't tread on me. and flat. America. <laughs> you would make Colin Moriarty proud. <laughs> wow, it's big this. I mean, uh. <laughs> what about the uh, Twitter avatar? Yeah, it is as this Twitter avatar. Do you have um, uh, do you have the in, in the news this deal that went? Completely... I read all the news I got, buddy. Okay. Oh, he's talking it's... about the five hundred dollar deal. The uh, Best Buy deal. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I did not have that in the news. So go ahead and tell us all about um, it. I purchased my fifth Xbox because not because it's really the Xbox but because of the TV which I can tell you is a very good TV uh, it looks like they all sold out uh, they were running a deal where a Samsung a 1080p TV and an Xbox One Master Chief collection for 500 uh, it sold out uh, already it looks like it's completely it's a week they thought that it was going to last a week they sold twelve thousand in, in the first day. So well, they've actually they thought that it was going to be the TVs that sold out, and that would be the end of it. But apparently, it's the Xboxes that are selling out. So now they're selling different TVs. Like there's a Toshiba model and an Insignia model that they're using as replacements or something like that. So yeah. And now all the and now apparently all the Best Buys right now are out of Xboxes, and all they have are like the three forty nine standard consoles that don't have any games bundled and all that stuff. You know stuff, what? That's so. still not bad. Even if you get yeah. that, it's still, yeah. it's, if you could get that TV, because that TV, if, so. if you get the other TVs, it's not, this TV is really, it's the 40, J5 200, 40 inch LED. Yeah. It is a, I could not, my wife was happy. She actually, she okayed the deal, because, you know, I have four Xboxes and they're all in use, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I can get you a TV, and, and I sold her on the act on, on the deal that it was a smart TV, and it that's is, what yeah. got me. It, 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 that's what got me. It, and, and let me tell you, I cannot believe the quality. I really beat the system, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> but, happy uh, wife, happy life. Do we, we think so? Do we think a new SKU is going to be announced next week, or oh no, it's because the gear SKU is coming out soon, huh? Well, well, yeah, but Madden a lot too. of the but a lot of the Assassin's Creed bundles, for example, were just the just sitting there, the old, yeah. The old SKUs, no, they just they just placed like a, a a sleeve around them and then just put the the codes in. So they don't. I don't think that they would have to clear out all of their units to just add gears codes. You know. Well, they're you, probably they're probably doing this to get the one terabyte consoles in there, huh? 
Yeah, well, I think I think what it might be is that they're clearing out for the one terabyte. But I find it very hard to believe that they will not have a two nine nine console this holiday. Right, but do we think very it's going to be a terabyte one or a five hundred? Well, terabyte? I can't see them dropping the terabyte one by a hundred dollars. Yeah. But well, then, do you th- do you think they would make it a three forty? You think I think they're going to get rid of this five hundred model for the holiday. Well, well, that's what well, I thought that they were going to launch the terabyte one at three four nine, but they didn't. So, I mean, obviously, I was wrong about that. But I don't know. I mean, the thing is, their their special edition consoles are three ninety nine. The Forza one is three ninety nine. I know the, the Halo one is um, five hundred, but that includes yeah. other edition guff. So, um, and it's Halo. So they can charge five hundred for it, but I was surprised that the Forza, the Forza one was the same price as the, the sort of base one terabyte. So I really don't know what they'd do, but I would have thought that they would have charged like an extra hundred dollars or something for the, which is what they kind of normally do for the special consoles. But I'd be very surprised if they didn't have something two nine nine for Black Friday. Oh yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna um, use Black Friday. You can, you can guarantee they are gonna beat Sony on lower price point on Black Friday. That is a clear uh, advantage that they're gonna have for the month of uh, November. They are going to have a two ninety nine Xbox, and it's probably gonna be, you know, a, a Gears bundle or something like that. It's gonna include games. It might include, you know, who knows? But they, they, they are going to look to really own Black Friday because they did own Black Friday last year by I'll a lot. I'll do it again, yeah. Well, I think the problem is I'd be hugely surprised if they didn't because when they've got something as big as Halo coming out, you know, Halo is their chance to really kick on sales, offer good deals, get people get people in because it's Halo. And I don't, I really don't think it's a very good idea at all to just think, oh, well, it's Halo, you know, the people will come because they need to be getting as many people as they come to get in. And I think that they've got to drop the price to do that, especially if Sony were to drop to, say, 349, which I still think they will. They, they can't over, afford, yeah. they, they could, even, Regardless of whether they've got Halo or not, they cannot afford to be the same price as PS4 this holiday. They're going to be, in my opinion, but they will have better deals, you know, because I think Sony is actually... Yeah, Sony actually is essentially selling... At three forty nine, they're putting the top game in Batman, and they're bundling it at three ninety nine. So, Xbox is 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 gonna uh, ride it out, but they are gonna follow the numbers. They are looking to win the holiday. I'll tell you that much. So, I don't know if, if Satya would sign off on a another two ninety nine, you know, deal because supposedly last year that was pitched to him to go to three forty nine and do all this and that. So, but, you know, but it's, you, it's not it's not like you can just like Phil Spencer can say, all right, we're gonna make a two seventy nine Xbox One. It has to go through. You have to get that approved. It has to be, you know, it's of, a, of course, a team decision. If you look at, I mean, production costs you would have thought would have dropped somewhat in that year. I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought. But they that, went to three forty nine pretty quick. Yeah, but but you got to bear in mind that they got to they got from five hundred to four hundred by taking out Connect, and based on what all of the the breakdowns of the costs were doing, the Connect was just costing them pretty much a hundred dollars with a bit extra on top for profit. So they weren't. I wouldn't have said they were losing any money 
dropping to connect. I mean, and that was what, eight months later. And if and they two, go two ninety nine, they're gonna they're gonna win like they won last year. This year, I, I think. think I really think they need to. I don't think they're going to do it, though. In my opinion, I don't think that they have the. They're going to get the capital for that, or they're going to get the. You know, it's a year after. You have to. You know, it's a little. It's a little early. Uh, you know, it, it matters if they win in August. If they still lose in August, and you know they're still behind, and you know with these games and the showing, then I guess you have to reevaluate it. But you know, you know they're, they're staying pretty steady right now. And they have they haven't had nothing. They're gonna probably, in my opinion, win August. Uh, but you know they they have to have better deals. I do think that you know they ran some crazy deals. I do think that you will have ability to buy two ninety nine Xbox in the holiday. But the base price is still gonna be three forty nine. So they might yeah. they, they might offer it in deals. So speaking of sales, uh, we got some NB- NPD numbers. Uh, PlayStation 4 did win for the month of what July, and mm-hmm. Xbox One is up 44 percent year over year, estimated at around 188 to 189,000 units. Um, and they're also ahead on a few games: Elder Scrolls Online. Xbox One was ahead of PS4 again, and Destiny ahead on PS on uh, Xbox no, One. No, Destiny what? was on uh, PS4. No, I'm looking at it right now. You sure? Was was yeah. Jurassic World the Lego game also? Jurassic World was the yes. number one game. That's that was on Xbox. That's, and that sold most on 360, followed by 3DS, right. PS3, Xbox One, Wii U, PS4, then Vita. They were ahead on Minecraft too. So you're saying they won on Destiny? I thought they lost on Destiny. No, they were they outsold. Are you looking at it right now? Yeah, there more copies of Destiny were sold on Xbox One than PS4. That's in. not a bad month then. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I think you've got to bear in mind that if there were any Destiny bundles, bundles. you know, yeah. that may well have affected it. But you know, that doesn't take away that you know it's obviously selling on Xbox. Yep, it's Phil Spencer buying multiple copies of the game. <laughs> Very <laughs> likely, all he plays is Destiny. Three hundred forty-six hours worth. Jesus, sad. <laughs> Hey, if he enjoys it, he enjoys it. He all that's all he talks about too. Uh, like when I went to, when I went to E three and like the conversations that we were having, that he was in the you know I was around him, but that's all he's talking about like raids with Southbound, and I was just like I can't even deal with it. I just walked away. I was talking to somebody else because he really yeah. is he's into that game. Yeah, but we have to play it that way. I can raid with him. Yep. But he's into it because he wants Bungie to come home. I'm telling you right now. 100% he wants Bungie to come home and I am not joking he's probably trying he's 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 battering up he's you know giving Jason Jones you know a bit of sweet talk hand job because why you always got to the tone <laughs> always got to lower the tone you have a sick mind I know that's what you wanted to say listeners I'd like to apologise for what man just said, I don't. I don't condone this man. When I break off and do my own podcast, he will be cast aside. The fappening. <laughs> so what? Like, Jason Jones, here's a hand job. It's your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm I'm done. Yeah. So what were you saying, Tim? 
No, I just see that you guys said that the this guy got fired. I thought that was an old story. This Chris Pranger. He just got fired yesterday. Was, and why are you guys saying that? Who who influenced that firing? You felt you guys felt like Gaff influenced it. It was all of social media, honestly. I wouldn't say it was just Gaff. So, what did he do? He said some. Well, he first off, he leaked some things about their decisions on localizing titles in the United States um, that he shouldn't have been talking about. He was probably under NDA to not say the things he was saying. Um, and he also like kind of made fun of some of the higher-up executives at Nintendo by the way he was making fun of their voices as far as their decisions they were making. I mean, it, it really wasn't that bad, but... I get the feeling some things were lost in translation, and it probably came down from the Japanese side to fire him. But I feel bad for him because he has a wife, he has a kid, he's got something like $100,000 in student loan debt, now he's out of a job, and likely not going to get another job in the industry based on what he was fired for. So, yeah. How harsh am I allowed to be here? Go ahead. I mean... Look, I'm not ragging on Nintendo here, but you do that with anyone, you're going to get fired. It's simple. It's you true. Have to have, you have to have more intelligence. I think I made a joke, I don't know whether we were on air or not at the time, about Nintendo, but the fact is, is that if Microsoft did that, I mean, look at Adam Orth. But you, you know, know it wasn't even quite like Adam Orth. Sorry, but when you go on social media and stuff, you have to be smarter than that. And he wasn't. I and agree. He got, and he got fired. I agree, but I don't think he hurt Nintendo in the way Adam Orth hurt Microsoft, though. Well, yeah, but I don't even think my Adam Roth really. I mean, I don't know that guy. I, I that guy just it was just such a stupid time. He just freaked out. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. The thing is, you know, I do feel sad for this. This guy's been fired because he, you know, obviously he does have a wife and kid and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, do you not stop and think before you say and do these things that perhaps that is just not going to go down particularly well at you know? Yeah, at, it was stupid. It was stupid, and I think he thought he was on some smaller podcast. Like if he, like if someone came on our podcast, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Right, right. Where he just kind of off the cuff didn't think that. Yeah, he... I, th- I think that's what he thought, and, and then it got out. You know, and got fired. What's also sad about this though is that he, he doesn't have anything to fall back on, like Adam Orth did. Adam Orth was probably. Yeah had quite a bit of money because of his position he had at Microsoft was pretty large. So when this happened, he was able to go ahead and start his own indie company, and now he's working on a new game, Adrift, which actually looks really cool. He, he, but he actually, he actually makes money off of talking about how social media exactly he, fired. he does like speeches and stuff like this that. This Chris Pranger guy probably isn't going to have those same opportunities. So I, I feel pretty bad for him. Yeah, it's I feel pretty, bad for him. That fa- that Facebook post he wrote is just pretty crushing. But like Steve said, I mean, it, it's business. It, it and what do you expect? You, you can't really fault Nintendo for it, but it's also it's still upsetting. I mean, companies have, and I can imagine Nintendo. He's not going to get no back in the industry for another five years. No, no he's probably and, gone in the industry. Well, and he. And he no, came out and I said think... in his Facebook post that he, he takes full responsibility for it. It's not like he's saying, oh, Nintendo's terrible, they fired me. He's, he's coming not. out and saying, yeah, he's saying, you know, this was my fault. So. No, but I think he, in five years when his name dies down, he could get back in. Low you know level, what? he could get somewhere. You know what? Like a, guy, a guy like that Microsoft would never hire. Because a guy like Microsoft's very big on that. They're very, you know, if, if you go against and you, you talk publicly like that, 
Maybe no, no, would, definitely. They wouldn't hire him. But you'd now, have Sony, to go in a small company. I don't know Sony. Yeah, he's screwed, honestly. Like, he'd have to start in a small company, and he would have to, like, it needs to be five years He's going to have to be a community manager somewhere. Yeah. He's probably better off making a YouTube channel and trying to be a YouTube guy. I don't know what to tell him. He's really, he's in trouble. He's, he's out of the industry because that is a shunned thing in the industry. Well, it's a shunned thing fact. in any industry. Like, right. Like, well, I just, I hate to say, I went back to retail recently, and the very first thing they told us in an orientation, you know, you were not allowed to talk to anyone. You know, our business is our business. You have no right. Everything goes through our PR department. And this is a retail, you know, they, you're not allowed to talk. You can't talk bad about the company. You can't do anything. Um, yep. And that's just how it is in Especially any industry. on social media, too. Yeah. They so ask what's... you. They ask oh, you. No, I'm just saying when you get a job now, a, a valid question is, uh, do you have a Facebook account? Do you social post and stuff like that? You know, they don't want you talking bad about them or giving away secrets and stuff like that. So do you want to talk about uh, Peter Moore's interview at all? How much? How long have we been going for? About two hours? I don't know. Um, yeah, about two. I, I was only joking about the time limit on it, by the way. No, but Karen, people do have lives. Just... It's a short little you part. Can do the all right, let's talk about let, Peter Moore. Yeah. yeah, they said, let's switch to EA Access, which a lot of people think offers a good deal. And Peter Moore said, I think it offers a great deal. Do you want to see EA Access on PlayStation 4? Peter Moore says, doesn't matter. It's on Xbox One, and those customers love it. We have analytics on everything these days, and subscriber satisfaction rates are through the roof. EA Access customers get to play more because of the vault. They get to play early, ahead of general release date, and they get to pay less because of the discounts it offers. So consumers love it. It's doing well. If you expand to another console, business will be even better, right? And he says, but it's not. It's on Xbox One. And then GameSpot says, I'm curious about what you're saying. Is this part of a deal with Microsoft now? And then Peter Moore says, it's on Xbox One. Interrupting, do you want to talk about this? Peter Moore says, well, Sony talked about it. Ask them. Laughs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes! He called them out. He says, not, then he said, there's not oh, much wow. left for me to say. Wow. <laughs> wow. He, <laughs> he sounds salty as... <laughs> Wait, who sounds salty? Well, I mean, in like a... I don't mean in a he sort in a, in a kind of bad there. way, but like he's you know he there does seem some some bitterness about this Sony statement, and I'm not saying that that's unfair. No, it's he, not at all. Because he should be probably a bit bitter that, but, but the things we said at the time, I'm pretty sure we said at the time that Sony threw them under a bus with that, and mm -hmm. they did. Yeah. They threw them under a bus. They literally picked Peter Moore up and and an EA. And they threw them under Look, a bus. Look, this is the thing about EA. Even when they were rated the worst company in America, and like people hated them for so many reasons, EA still produced so many fucking games then and now that you can't fuck with that company. They're huge. They're massive. This is bad, yeah, because you, you if Microsoft does take the next generation, EA is going to be on their side full force. I mean, they already are right now, but damn. Like they, they're uh, they're running the Battlefront is is on Sony. That's a Disney thing. That's the Disney thing, I think, with Battlefront. So, yeah. 
But then Need for Speed has also had Sony marketing. But then again, Microsoft. No one gives a shit about Need for Speed. Well, I was going to say that you know Microsoft just don't need it. They've got Forza, yeah, and they can actually ship Forza games. It's it's true. They can ship them every two years, like clockwork, or every 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 year. year. No, but they haven't. Horizon hasn't been. It hasn't been every year. Well, no, they they ship a Forza branded game every year. Yeah, for the last four years. Yeah going on five now and they've all so. been pretty fucking great too so yeah uh, yeah no, EA, EA's a good friend yeah I can't believe you said that I bet Phil I bet Phil looks at this uh, interview or something he's just got a massive grin on his face <laughs> well he's like, buddy buddy with Peter Moore probably but think, <laughs> I still I still think that Sony will I think they'll get it Eventually, or, oh, they're going to be forced or, into it, or they'll get another third part. But the thing is, is that I reckon that when all that came out and Sony made this statement, I think that Microsoft used that to lock that get shit full down. exclusivity. But not well, full exclusivity is such a difficult thing to do. You know, I don't think they could they could lock down EA access for the next sixty years. But I think that they would have tied that years. in for a good guaranteed. Two or three before they're even yeah. allowed to announce it, or even allowed to negotiate or something. Yeah. All right, guys. So do we think Sony oh. tries to get Ubisoft access or some something like that? <laughs> Activision, A- Activision access. You're probably Dest- right. Destiny content. They get that new shitty Tony Hawk's. No, but uh, Activision. I hate to say it, they don't have. Enough the lineup of evolve. EA, yeah. like EA is giant. Like it's even though Activision, Activision is a big company, but they're not EA. Activision would have the size of game, uh, size of the library for the Vault if they had backwards compatibility as well, but they don't on PS3. But the thing is, but you've also got to bear in mind that they've got what they don't have in the amount of titles they do have in bigger titles: COD, Destiny. Skylanders, Skylanders again, huge, and I the mean, Blizzard I, stuff. Uh, Blizzard's always been pretty separate, so I don't, I don't think they count on that too much. They'd probably get Diablo in there. They, they, yeah, they could do, but you know, but obviously, but that I think that would be a very Sony thing to do in this scenario is to go and get something else, but it's not, it's not the same because EA are the premier company to do it with them and probably Ubisoft. I mean, Ubisoft, like, if Ubisoft did it, I don't Square Enix would be good, too. Uh, no, they, they put out a lot Thief of out? games. Oh, they got Thief out, they got Sleeping Dogs out on the new consoles, they have uh, Deus Ex coming out. Uh, what, Thief? Just Cause, just Cause 3. Yeah. yeah it's Just Cause. Um, they got uh, Tomb Raider, they got a bunch. Okay, okay, well, that's that's true. But then, you, but I, I, I can't imagine Square would. Would Square go exclusive though? Like this is the thing: is that you've got to pick someone who would go exclusive. I don't think I don't think Square would. Actually, in a recent interview, someone from Square said they're still looking into bringing Final Fantasy XIV to the Xbox One. Yeah, I saw that. I find it astounding that they have not. Sorted that yet? I mean, what's what's there to? The, I mean, presumably they're only still discussing it because either Microsoft still don't want to give them what they want, 
or they aren't convinced that they should bother with it. Well, that's what they said. They're looking into it, but they're waiting to see if Microsoft will allow cross-play. They need to just do it. To just let them do it. I know it's funny. This should be releasing now. This is this is pissed. I don't I don't understand. They've. Got this. I wouldn't be surprised if it's close to done on Xbox One already. Yeah, I agree. Microsoft needs to, to sort themselves out and just get it on the platform. I mean, I don't care about Final Fantasy, but. Right. Well, Final Fantasy's coming. There's a big reason Final Fantasy VII said first on PS4, and that's it. Just saying. I think the reason they're not bringing Final Fantasy fourteen right now is because they're trying to make room. Microsoft's making room for True Fantasy Live. Gonna bring that out. <laughs> Gone with the Nintendo. We're seeing the side eye. And then What's the other. They're gonna bring back holiday. the Halo MMO, right? They're gonna yeah. hire all the old ensemble guys. And uh, next holiday, they're gonna have Battletoads Skylanders, yeah. just like the Amiibo. Man, you really want uh, Battletoads, don't you? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> really want Battletoads. We should probably talk Battletoads? about what we've been playing then. He yeah. can tell us all about Battletoads. Eh. That's hard to tend at. Alright. So, what have you... Yeah, we should just get straight into what you've been playing. Uh, I'll go first. I'm playing Minecraft right now. You know why? Because Minecraft's <laughs> fucking great. And I'm addicted, and I got a problem, and I probably You're playing need the... the Greek expansion. Oh, of course. I, I'm building uh, more. I'm building my prison under my castle right now. Uh, it had to be done, Vern. It had to be done. I've been not working on uh, my castle in a long time, so I had to get it started. And it's What's a good. Name? It's a good like mindless game. You know, just so is this some Gareth, Gareth Coker music. Yeah, no, I don't have. I can't hear any music right now, but it, it's, ah. it's amazing music. Uh, but I played that. I played Rare Replay. I beat, and everybody saw if you watched our live streams. I beat Battletoads. That was a lot of fun. Battletoads Arcade. The Arcade. Yeah, yeah. Vern's so proud of his SNES win. But uh, yeah, I played the arcade game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I played a lot of Viva Pinata. Honestly, I, I've I played a good like five hours of that. That game's still fucking awesome, and I cannot wait for a full Viva Pinata designed Xbox. Did you say the achievements are pretty easy to get on Viva Pinata? It's not too hard. Or someone else? Yeah, it's not, no, leveling up is extremely easy. The achievements, you know, you got to get certain pinatas. But I can, if you get in my garden in like the span uh-huh. of like 30 minutes, you'll be like level 50. Uh huh. Because anytime I put something down, it's like, oh, Vern unlocked it, and he did this, but you're actually in my garden, so it just gives you a shitload uh... of points. Yeah, it's not like the online is not really designed to to I think work I need to do that to get my stamps. Yeah, we could probably level you up pretty quick. In Trouble in Paradise, my my original Viva Piñata isn't I don't have the save file for it cuz it uh. or you know, cloud save wasn't a thing at that time, so but Trouble in Paradise, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Damn technology, not having yeah. clouds. Yeah, no, the, the clouds, it was a sunny sky, and now we got clouds. Now so what do you think of Rare Replay? It's great, I like it. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, but Minecraft, I think that's it needs to be the, the big point. Minecraft is back in my life for another hundred or so hours until Gears of War comes out. 
Do you have a new project in Minecraft you're working on right now? I'm, I'm doing the castle. Dick. I'm, uh, no, I've never... Look, this is going to be... I'm, I'm making... This is honest, completely true. You can ask Vern. There are no penises in my city. I've never built one. I don't plan on building one. It's not like I just never did it. I, I don't think it's... It, it was whatever. If I wanted to build a penis, it would literally be... Well, have to join your game. I man. would... I hide would, a penis in there. Yeah, probably. That's what y'all are going to end up doing. But what? <laughs> what? Uh, I would literally dig down to bedrock and build one large enough it would hit the top of the skybox. It would be the largest penis you can build in a Minecraft game. That's what I would do. Go big or go home. Yeah. That's Viagra's motto. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do it. But, yeah, that's... that's, that's you know, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Vern? What have you been playing? Lots of rare replay. Yeah. I put about probably 15 hours or so into it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I'm having a lot more fun with the older games than I thought I would. Um, what got me interested in them... Well, well first off, when I, when I started the game, I said, you know, I'm going to start from the beginning and play through it. So I played like a minute of the first game. I was like, man, this sucks. Played a minute of the next game. Wow, this sucks too. And I just kept on going through all of them until eventually I, I got the to one word. I liked. I think and it I, was like, wow, this doesn't age well. Yeah. Wow, that really doesn't age well. But then I got the Cobra Triangle, and I was like, you know, Rare's kind of getting it now. They they they, they kind of understand gameplay at this point. It's getting pretty fun, you know. And RC programs are really fun too. And then I got the Battle Toads, and I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this. So I went and had, I played the entire Battle Toads from beginning to end with the rewind feature. Um, it's it would be impossible for me otherwise. But even with rewind, it's actually pretty difficult. Um, the I, I can't remember the name of the level now. It's one of the last levels where you're being chased by a disc like a spinning disc and you have to make turns through all these tunnels and if the disc gets to you you die anyway if you make one like wrong move or move just tiny bit late you're gonna pretty much die so it's pretty brutal like punishing punishingly difficult um but it's pretty cool game it's not just one game i mean it's a beat-em-up it's a uh, you know, kind of a side-scrolling racing game. It's uh, that that whole you know tunnel level, the the tower level, which is more of a platformer rather than a beat 'em up. You know, so it's all these different types of games combined into one. And the music's awesome. So if you get rare re- re- replay, I would definitely say give Battletoads a shot from beginning to end, beginning to end to really see what that game has to offer. Um, but you know, besides that, I, I played the N64 games. Grabbed by the Ghoulies looks amazing in 1080p. Runs really well. But more than anything, I just love the presentation of the collection. Um, right when you start it up, it starts off as a musical, which is like one of the catchiest tunes I've heard in my recent memory. It won't leave my head. And then then the entire presentation is like a like a movie theater, like a or not even a movie theater, more like a a, a theater, like a live theater. And that's consistent throughout the entire game. Whenever you switch from game to game, it like turns a page and shows a new theater with new set pieces. And then as you play the games, the more you play them and more achievements you get, and you unlock, but you get stamps, which raises your level. 
And with each level, it unlocks a new video or feature within like a behind-the-scenes thing. So you have behind-the-scenes stuff, you have artwork, uh, you have like, you know, what went into creating the games. They even have uh, stuff about games that were canceled. So you really have a lot of um, reasons to keep playing the game. And it's got me hooked, absolutely hooked. So it's worth 30 bucks, and I think I'll be playing it a lot longer. All right. Tim, what have you been playing? He is muted or something. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, you looked really excited, but we yes. didn't hear anything. Yes. Um, rare Replay is uh, very good. That's what I've been playing. Awesome. You explained it so well. Uh, the music, everything about it. Um, I mean, I, don't, I, I love the game. I beat Battletoads. Some of the games, though, like the older games, I can only play for like three seconds because I'm just, I, you know, I can't. Like I played RC Pro Program though, that that kept my attention. Um, I pr I'm going to try every one. It's really well done. The the uh, video portion of this really shows the, how great Rare is. They are just, it just they speak life and you could just see that they're good people like that's you want those type of people running video games just really fun you could just tell the characters are uh, very good they're really into it and, and they have a passion and uh, I really uh, think that they're back in a big way uh, that's really I, I've enjoyed those videos uh, I, the best game is grabbed by the ghoulies to me it's it's uh, I'm really enjoying it I'm gonna be playing it more I, I can't believe how good it looks what do you think about the snapshots? I didn't really talk about that. I meant to, but have you played the snapshots at all? No. What is that one? Okay, what they do is they have five snapshots for every single one of the older games that isn't like a 360 game or isn't an N64 game. And they have like little tiny objectives. So like you have to get maybe so far into the racing tunnel, say like in Battletoads, or you know, you have to survive for one minute without getting killed in jetpack or things like that. And each game has five of these, and each time you finish one, you get a stamp, and those stamps count towards your level, which eventually allows you to see all the behind-the-scenes videos. But um, they're really fun, man. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a great way to kind of get a feel for what you're supposed to be doing in the main game. So if you play the main game and you start it, and you're like, oh, this game's ridiculous, I don't know what to do, I don't feel like reading an instruction manual, fuck this, I'm done. Well, if you play a, one of the snapshots, it kind of simplifies what you have to do and you get a better uh, idea of what these games are like. Yeah. So when you go back to the actual game, you're like, oh, I played these in the snapshots. I know what I'm doing. Right. And it doesn't feel like you're confused or anything. Right. Like I, I played it on the 1984 games. I was just like, I can't. I'm not dealing with this. Some of them are pretty rough. I, I enjoy you know. that. Uh, the Western game, though, Gunfright, that one's pretty fun. I like that Can one. I mention one thing real quick? All the old games played so much better with the CRT filter. I'm just throwing oh, it out there. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I'm glad they didn't add one to, like, Viva Pinata or something stupid. Um, but, like, those old games, they just, it, it, they look better with the CRT filter, they play better. It just, it's a must. It, it, you can't play, I, because I was watching Kind of Funny play it, and they were enjoying it, but they were playing without the CRT filter, and it bothered me the whole time. And they had it. They, they were complaining about the colors in the early games and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like on it's a CRT. That's on, what. Too. Yeah, like with the CRT, like that's how it looked. Like that's how all games looked. They were real bright, colorful, on a well, um, 
full, you can just like, right click the the right. You can you, you just click in the right analog stick, and it immediately switches to the CRT mode. So yeah. you can turn it off on and off really easily. Pretty cool. But yeah, CRT is a must. It's just and a then must uh, the other snapshot feature. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it puts like five snapshots in a row with different games, and you have to beat all five in order to complete it. That's another one of the snapshot features, which was pretty cool. So, yeah, there's Cameo, tons to do Cameo with Cameo is very good, too. I played that. Yeah, it holds uh, up. I like oh, that. Uh, <laughs> I like it so far. I mean, it's keeping me... It's keeping me um, I like how you switch back and forth. I like when you do the brutals, when you knock them off the, you know. I think, it, you know, I just, I don't see, looking at Rare, I played th- these games when I first, I, I didn't have an appreciation for them. I, I really, through this game, have have gotten an appreciation for them. They are really up and coming as, as one of my favorite devs. And I've met well, all those guys. In- I like how Rare's up and coming. They've been absent, though. And I think this collection shows kind of why um when they were at top form it seemed like they had very lean smaller teams making a lot of games you know they had 12 people on a game 16 people on a game and obviously that was a long time ago when you could get away with that but i think we're getting to a point where you can do that again now because of middleware unreal engine you can have these lean teams and put out a good game you know and it, that's what we're kind of. That's what we're probably going to see with Platonic with uh, Ukulele. So what I'm hoping is that Rare and Microsoft see this as an opportunity to go back to that old mindset and release more games that are a little bit smaller scale that can really show how creative the company can be. So yeah, I'm done about Rare Play. I'm sorry. So All right, go on. <laughs> We love it. It's just honestly a, a little low for the Metacritic, I feel. I feel like it should be a little higher. But yeah. What is it? 85. <laughs> it's just a different skew. They don't give any 90s out. Like, I mean, in the older generations, you got a couple of the, like this is Well, the it's older Metacritic. Gener- they don't give out scores. No, but I'm saying but. Metacritic. I'm, I'm talking about Metacritic over the years is how it balanced itself out. Right now, it's really on the low spectrum. Like, an 86 is considered... No, really- but that's not, that's not Metacritic. That's just games journalists not wanting to give of, higher scores. There's a lot of publications that are yeah. switching from the 7 to 10 scale more right. to a, a full 10-point scale. So it, they're just kind of falling naturally. You know, you have people like I do, Edge. And, I do think it should be a little higher, though. I think yeah. 85 is too low, in my opinion. But that, you know, it is what it is. It's a statistic. Yeah. It's an analytic, you know. Well, no, I agree. But, like, I, I, we've talked about it before. Five, five point scale. It's the way to go. <laughs> five points. It's all you, you need. You know what? People have said that, you know, and, and, and I can understand it. It's basic. It's easy. Nobody questions it. Five points. Well, well because on a five-point scale, well, on a five-point scale, five doesn't necessarily mean perfect. Yes. Five can be anywhere from eighty to a hundred percent. Yep. So that's, that's the way games should be rated. Yeah. Games should be rated with buy, sell, so buy, rent, don't buy. Yeah, and then you just make a Rotten Tomatoes positive-negative aggregator, and that would be I perfect. Think, I think buy-sell is not a great way of doing it. I didn't, I I think, didn't mean sell, I meant rent. Yeah, but I think that still goes into the five-point... That almost fits in a five-point scale of, yeah, this is good, this is really good, this is this is all right, well, this is What do you think good. about Rotten Tomatoes, though? Like, if you did it where it was just positive-negative, aggregated all of those, 
and your score was based on positive versus negative. Uh, like, I don't know, because it's such user-centric, I'd, I would like to have more of a... Like, uh, I want less of a voice of than, like, everybody. Uh, no, I mean, from the it would still be from critics. Yeah. Do you know how Rotten Tomatoes works? No, yeah, I guess. They either say it's fresh or it's rotten, each mm -hmm. critic, and then they compile all those together, and they say this percentage of people thought they liked it, and that's what the the percentage number is. So 60% yeah. of people liked it, then it's a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, which they, that's, which they classify as fresh, essentially. No, but I think you end up with, like, issues... Like, okay, so pi I don't know why we're going down this rabbit hole, but, like, Pixar... Pixar always gets like a 90 because critics are like yeah pixar movies are good i think it's fresh and then you get something like every pixar movie has always gotten a 90 or above well another movie that'd be good just isn't a pixar movie is yeah it's like a 70 a 60 which is still a good score but it's a 60 compared to that 90 and i don't know like rotten tomatoes has its own issues with that just because certain film companies are just beloved so you would end up going oh this is bungee so you know even though destiny might have problems no we, we love it we no love it. Des destiny the the major i guess the, the highest percentage were negative of that game yeah. so it, it would have actually been probably like a 40 or something it's hard to do it's tomatoes. very hard to do a, a five point scale though i think overall i think the best what do you mean scale, hard to do a five point scale five point scale everything like, is like, just kind of like this like, is really is good it it, it, it kind of hurts the the, the 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 score though like it's like a five-star restaurant. Like a ten is like what? a ten. No, but a five out of five to is me that, is really good. That's a perfect good. game. Can I, can can you ever? There's no such thing as a perfect game in a five-point scale, which I agree with. So then, with. what do you go down to four point nine? The problem. No, I'll there's say. no points. It's I a five-point scale. I'll say what's, the problem. Just to throw it out there, though. just just let me tell you, a it's five. Like, three, like if you add a, points uh, to a five-point scale, it just becomes a ten-point hey, scale. Listen to this. Though. My issue with the five-point scale is the three. It's a three out of five is an okay score. You're like, oh, that's a pretty good game, right? Yeah, I agree with it. But then when you convert that to a hundred point scale, which other people are on, it suddenly becomes a sixty, and sixty is failing. That is why category. I don't use other scales. It would be yeah. a five point scale. Only, like I think, that, yeah, board, yeah, it'd be a five point scale because a yeah. ten point scale. Look, it, let's say if Metacritic worked off a five-point scale, and they took all these ten-pointers, and they said, oh, they rated a 70? That's a four out of five. Uh-huh. And then people wouldn't fucking question it. They'd be like, oh, that's a four out of five, even though it's a 70. Wouldn't be an issue. But now when you take a five-point scale and try to put it in a ten-point, yeah, you have that issue. So if we just rated everything off a five-point, we wouldn't have an issue. You're right. But because people want to take a five point and put it into a ten point, it's like, well, should we give it half a point? Now it's not a five point scale. Now it's a ten point scale. Mm -hmm. You you fuck up the whole the, the good part <laughs> of the five point scale, which is nothing's perfect. Uh, this is a really know. good game. A on. three a three out of five is a rental. A two yeah. out of five is probably I wouldn't want to really buy this, but hey, if you got the money to spend, a one out of five is wow, this is a piece of shit, and a zero out of five, I guess, would be just no. Well, you can no. always just not do a zero. One. No, be the yeah, bottom. yeah, you know what I mean. But like, but that's one, out of five, one out of five means they tend movies, to have bought it. Don't yeah. do it that way. The movies are, are, are uh, it depends on the the, the reviewer. <laughs> he, they still do ten. He tens. didn't hear that. He didn't hear that at all. 
I said one out of five means the ten dead bodies. No, yeah. I think, the three, I think the three the three argument is is tough on it. That's where it, I I understand that argument. But like, the flaw people flaw. find with the five point scales, they it's always well when you put it into a ten point scale, you don't put it in a ten. Well, point a seven scale. a seven's more glorious than a three. No, but a seven would be a four out of but five. A seven is really a good. No, no, no. What's better to you, seventy percent score or four out of five? What do you think's the better four game? Four out of five is definitely better. Then, but that's a seventy it on is. a five-point scale. No, that's I don't. No, like that. that's that's a seventy. Listen, four out of five would be anywhere from sixty percent to eighty percent. Yeah. But we don't use a ten-point scale. You never convert from a five to a ten. You can All convert right, tens. You guys talked me into it. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, that's that's the issue. You can never convert from a, a five to a ten Neil point. Jeff has to recognize this, and this has just to change. Just agree. You know what? You, it, it would it would probably fix. What did you say, Steve? Agree to disagree. Move on. Oh, look. No, I I'll win this fight. <laughs> my my belief in a five point scale is is strong. You're really, He's like, you're I'm really host. Really I can do this as long. We as can I have want. this. We'll we win. can have a five hour podcast about the ten versus five point scale. And don't get me started on the retarded hundred point scale. I believe this deserves point five point one point two five points. No, that that's dumb. It's just dumb. Hey, Sunderland actually corrected me when I was talking about that sequence in Battletoads that I couldn't remember. It's called Klinger Winger. So yes, Klinger Winger. F you, Klinger Winger. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. It's well, like, ugh. I'm actually putting Awful. this. I'm putting this on Twitter right now. Is Peter Moore? Can he run for president in in America? Or no, is he, he is not allowed British? to run. You must be born. You have to be born a natural, a naturalized okay. citizen. What if Phil ran? If could he actually give Donald yes. Trump? <laughs> he could give Donald Trump a run for his money because they basically have the same political uh, stature. They now never... here's a just so you know, Sam. I don't know if you know this. You can be born in Britain and still run for president as long as, so you're as, both as your parents. As long as both your parents are U.S. citizens. We gotta find out this for more. We want Peter Moore as president. So if Peter Moore's <laughs> parents were both Americans, they he would be able to run for president. We have to figure because he's a perfect president. If Donald Trump can win. I, I want to see Peter Moore go up against. I don't know if Peter Moore would want to go up with that hassle. I'm just saying. Like Peter Moore is one of my uh, one of he, my video game executive man crushes. He's awesome. I have three. He's <laughs> yeah, it's Phil Spencer, Peter Moore, and Jason Rubin. Jason Rubin, God, how much yes. he's Jason Rubin. What I know about Jason Rubin is this: he reported wrong about uh, the 15 percent. Uh, gain of Xbox One at GDC, <laughs> and, he, and he and he held it, and he held it, I, and, and he needed an answer. He, so I he 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 tweeted me that he was flattered that I put him in my, in my list too. Yeah, did he? So, yeah, he uh, did. Well, he's obviously <laughs> listening. He, he was wrong that day. <laughs> All right. Well, who have we got? Nintendo. What have you been playing? <laughs> What have I been right. downloading or what have I been playing? What have you been playing? We don't do a what have you been downloading We know segment. you bought everything, so. <laughs> um, so I started playing Brothers. But why? Why, Nintendad? What? No, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> you started playing what? Brothers. Oh, okay. You never played that before, right? Yeah, no, I didn't play it on the What do you 360. 
So far, it's pretty good. Kind of takes a minute to get used to controlling each brother yeah. with a different analog stick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far it's pretty good. Um, okay. That I've been playing that. Of course, a lot of rare replay. But you guys. No, say. talk about it. We want to, you to talk. You got to talk a lot now. <laughs> At least twenty minutes. <laughs> this yeah. is your Who moment. Cares? We we yeah. like you and we want to hear everything. Just um, talk. Well, r rare replay. I already had. Um, I've got what, like nine hundred and sixty achievements in Viva Pinata. Yeah. I was I was all excited when they announced that you know you're going to have ten thousand achievement points or whatever. So I was all excited to play Viva Pinata again and get all those achievements. But then it turns out it was just the three sixty version. Uh, yeah, I hundred percented that game also. Yeah, you would love you would love the double achievement though, right? Oh yeah, totally. yeah. That I agree. That was a little bit of maybe they can add that in. They can add that in after a while. You know what I mean? Patch it in later. Yeah, with the double points, because you are playing the game twice though. In actuality, why not write it in, right? Yeah. So I just kind of loaded it up just to see how it looks. But I the thing is, I'm in the preview program, and so I was already loaded it up and checked it out earlier. So. I didn't really bother with that as much as uh, I've been playing a lot of RC Pro-Am and Battletoads. I'm Can you version. actually win a race in RC? I, I mean, I get, like, it's very hard, that game, RC Pro-Am. I had, like, ten races, and I, I just kept losing, losing control. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to get used to the controls again, because I'm used to the NES controller, NES D-pad, compared to the Xbox One D-pad, so... Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Uh, it kind of getting used to it again, uh, RC Pro Am. But yeah, so I've been playing RC Pro Am, and uh, Conquer. What do you think of that? Been a while since I played Conquer, but uh, and then you know, but back to what you guys were talking about about you know four hours ago was <laughs> the, um was it the uh. What we could do with the cloud, you could do some blast cores, and uh, have all of the load the earth up. That is unbelievable. Everywhere around you, that would be pretty nice. If they that is that is amazing. That is an amazing idea right there. Or uh, grab by the ghoulies, yeah. man, with all the destruction. I I actually <laughs> want I want I want yeah, the well, blast core. Yeah. Blast core would be yeah my favorite. Well, it's that time of the show where I ask Vern, how are you doing, Vern? I'm awesome. Thank you for asking, Dustin. I wasn't going to forget. I wasn't going to forget. Oh, so you didn't spit in Vern's face when you asked and say, it doesn't matter what you, <laughs> how you're doing. Well, I, I was trying I to guess, move on. But you know I, I what? I, I'm just seven. curious. Uh, Steve, how are you doing? You feeling good? I, I don't fall for that one again. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm trying to be nice right now. You better yeah. take it. You better take it, Steve. I, I, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing quite well on the swindle, so it's going well. How is the swindle? I know you've been playing that. What? It's, you you made me buy it, Steve. I own it now. Yeah. It's in the oh. library. I got to play it. Is it hard? I don't know. I haven't played it yet. No, it is, it is quite hard. So it, it I was bought the, it and then instantly turned on Minecraft. That's what I did. Was the, <laughs> the previous person speaking before we done? Should I talk about what we're playing now? Maybe. Chris, uh, sorry, we we finished. I don't know. I, I you know what you know what's fucked up this week is 
Steve did not ask me how I was doing. He did that last week. I felt really good. Yeah. He didn't ask me. Uh, you have to earn it. Yeah, I got to earn it. Yeah. Um, so this, the Swindle is is a 2D game um, where basically here is that the government are building this device which will route all the thieves or something and capture all of everyone. So you've got 100 days in which to perform the Swindle, which is that you've got to steal this technology. And what you do, you see there's like six different sort of types of levels and you have to go into sort of houses or buildings and um, hack the the uh, bank vaults and steal the money and then you exit the level with your haul and add it to, add it to the bank and then use it to upgrade your abilities um, but there's lots of different enemy types and there's a ton of different stuff to buy um, you know there's like sort of a multiplier so you know if you, obviously if you've got two times multiplier on top of your haul that you know obviously you'll double it um, and then you get sort of other different bonuses. Um, and that How sort of long thing. is this game? You know. I mean, it, it, it's not it's not sort of linear. So you can sort of progress sort of as you build the money up. But it, you know, the hundred days can take. I could I could do it in in an evening if I wanted to. But I've never I haven't got to the end yet. So I think I think it would take you a long time to get it. Um, but you get some sort of some really cool sort of abilities and, and gadgets to help you sort of along the way. Um, and it is incredibly frustrating to do really well and you know get all this money and then fail to get out of the level. So obviously the whole point is that you know all these things are trying to catch you and there's different sort of ways into buildings through windows or through doors or some doors are locked. And then obviously as you go up the different levels, you get more and more enemy varieties and that you know they're harder to sort of fall and other stuff. So you have to sort of keep upgrading your abilities and that sort of thing. But it can take you can take you a while. I think if you had one that was going well, it would take you a long time um, to do it. I mean, I've been playing through a couple of times whilst we're on the show, but I haven't been doing very well. So you know, it's all about the it's all about the multiplier. Is he blaming us? <laughs> no, no, no. I've I've been doing I've actually been doing better than I was before. So if anything, you guys have helped me. In, you know, you guys, you might my, my muse. And he mm. wouldn't even ask. He says I didn't earn it. He says... How, how, how are you doing, Dustin? He says, you know, I'm kind of pissed off right now. <laughs> I'm a, li a little pissed off. But it's improving, I guess, a little it's bit. It's all right. You live in America. America. That's right. Vern, I need to see the shirt one more time. I need to see okay. it. One I got to see time. it. One last one time. One last time. One last time. America! America! <laughs> Did you wear that just for me, Vern? Of course. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm sitting here in my battle toad. No, you shirt. you are not. You better get that shirt off. You got to be completely in the nude or get on a camera. Uh, I've also this week, apart from the swindle, which by the way is fantastic. I'm loving it. I can't, I can't put it down. Um, so everyone should buy it. It's uh, published by Curve Digital on, on Xbox. Fifteen dollars. Don't be tight. Um, buy it. I've also been playing Sheltered, which is on Xbox Game Preview, but I've been playing it on PC because I backed it on Kickstarter, which is a bit like Fallout Shelter, which is you know you have a family of four go into the shelter, then obviously you have to keep them alive, and the, the, you know, the aim of the game is to see how long you can keep them alive for, and obviously you have to send them out to scrounge for 
different parts so that you can sort of craft things you know, like plastic cups and, and food rations uh, like, what's uh, the end fuel. game I, I i know it's in preview but like it, the issue with uh fallout shelter is there's really no idea of an end game and it just you, it just turns very dull and very boring and is that because you just get so many materials that you just know that you won't die and you just carry on going. No, it's like, okay, so you got raiders that come in and fall out shelter and they'll strike you, but then you eventually have laser pistols and huge machine guns, and so anytime anybody tries to raid you, they instantly die. Then all your people have rifles, so anytime, like, rat roaches attack the shelter, they instantly kill them. Like, it just turns into, like, okay, I'm just going to hit every single button, collect all the resources, and let the game... It's like watching a kitchen timer go at the end of it. Like, you're just like, ah, all right. Yeah. Shelter does have the same problem. So when I say I lasted 159 days, it was because in the end, I I had one member of the the original family left but you can recruit other people in to sort of help you uh, this one little kid left and I'd maxed out all of his stats that I could and I was like I'm getting bored of this so I took him out gave him some armor and a shotgun and just went for as long as I possibly could and then I met a, a gang of four and they just <laughs> they beat me to death or something um, but yeah it, it once it's, a, it's a, like a lot of games where once you get past that struggle you know once you've bought all the big all the big items you know, and you're sort of growing food and all this other stuff, you, you just think, okay, well, I really don't have any reason to carry on playing this anymore. And it, it does then get boring. But, you know, it's one of those things, like I played Banished a lot and that had the same issue. But, you know, you'll play it for so long before you'll get to that, that it won't be a problem. I mean, it's only okay. sort of 50 hours. But it's, it's, it's really good. I don't know what the Xbox version is like. But as I said, it was I, it's the first sort of Kickstarter game that I got and I got the code and I actually played it and it's in early access so maybe they'll you know they will add Improve some sort it. of end game or yeah. like leaderboards would just be sufficient because what happens once you everyone dies is that it literally just says you survived for this many days and then it just deletes your save and that's it <laughs> so, so it's like hardcore like uh, Diablo yeah it's like you, you can't you know you can't cheat it um, you know what I love about Diablo 3 hardcore mode is that when you die it keeps the character there, but you just can't play with them anymore. Or her. You know, it's just like a, a ghost there reminding you that you're dead. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so so those are the, the main two games. and I've played them so much. I mean, I've also played with Footman. I just really wants to hear about that. So. I think we got to give a moment to Steel Battalion for coming up with just delete your save game options for when you not hit an eject button fast enough. It's my favorite game that ever did that. See, I've never played Steel Battalion. Did you buy the controller and everything? Yes. Whoa. Was it amazing? Yes, it was. It was epic, uh, Fern. Uh. It was fucking epic. And yes, if you didn't flip the switch and then hit the button under the switch, you would literally... it would inst If you got shot and killed, if you didn't do it fast enough, like if you didn't eject fast enough in Titanfall, it would delete your save game and you had to start over. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. So, it was awesome. <laughs> I have to ask, was, it, was there a good tutorial in this game? Because that controller looked absolutely... Yeah, it, it was a pretty decent tutorial. They taught okay. you how to use it. Okay. But <laughs> it, it was still just like... The whole time you were like, this is a big fucking controller. It's awesome. <laughs> so cool. How it's so cool. It? it was 50 buttons, two full analog <laughs> sticks, and three uh, pedals. That's ridiculous. 
It was yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> how did how did you feel about the Connect sequel? Oh, oh no 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 no! First of all, that game there was three, three Steel Battalion games. There was the original, oh. which was really good. There was the sequel, which was still pretty good. And then there was an abortion known as Steel Battalion for Connect. Yeah. Because that game was designed for a 50-button controller. And you took away all the fucking and you took No, the, the, the awesome part of that game wasn't the mech combat. It was okay. It was alright. It was fun. It was a mech game. But the awesome part was always, this is a 54-fucking-button controller with three pedals and two giant fucking arm analog sticks. That was the cool part. That was the, yeah. the brilliant, amazing part. Not, look, I can wave my hands in the air and, like, I can bring the tank close. and look. Like, if the connecting actually worked, maybe it would have been cool. <laughs> but it didn't. So no. it was just... it was Like this, like this, right? <laughs> when you had to yeah, thing, you had to grab it. And, to, and nobody could get past that. <laughs> I just, if, no. it, if it worked, it would have been cool. But it didn't. No. And the, it was just the Connect. How awful it was! It wasn't cool enough to beat a fifty-button controller with three pedals and two analog sticks. I like, just remember Giant Bomb's quick play for that man. It was yeah. they had a hard hey, you time. Know, I with just it. I just finally came up with my answer to that really good question about the cloud. Yeah. Uh, just just you made me think. My game would be Mech Assault uh, on the cloud with the, in a in a city. It's just blowing shit up. And you know what's so awful about it? It's We're just asking for the same thing Crackdown's doing. What's going to be great about that technology is what we're not thinking of. I hate to say it, maybe AI getting better by actually using... What about the, Superman? The power of the cloud. <laughs> no, but I think like Milo, like that bullshit Connect demo, if they could really make that work with cloud processing, that could be really interesting to have some really heavy AI engaging with you and not just like oh, they can bring Seaman yeah. to uh Seaman <laughs> could be Seaman could be the fish on Milo's desk and they can have a, a supercomputer on the other end doing yeah. all the psychoanalysis stuff uh -huh. you know yeah like that that shit like that's going to be what's interesting psychoanalysis yeah 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 see I do think with car technology the problem that we do have is that everyone keeps thinking Oh, you know what I'd really like is is all these games where you just blow shit up in, and then I do think that eventually you're going to get bored of just blowing shit up. Which, right? You know, I mean, it may uh, blowing shit up is incredibly fun, so you know that will take a while, but you will get bored eventually. No, but Crackdown's going to do it so awesome, but then yeah. you're just going to be like, "Yep, this is Crackdown again." But what I'm saying yeah. is, is that if you then had, say, Blast Corpse, and then you made like a Scream Ride Two, and then you had like a Microsoft and they all use the same technology in the same way it's going to be like okay this is you know this was fun for, for these first four games but I disagree else. I think it's going to be boring than the very next game I think but I think if you if you used it in a variety of different scenarios you, mm. you, they, they would be able to get away with it I for guess. a few games yeah if, if you because Crackdown is all about you know it's about the platforming and then you know transforming vehicles whereas in something like Crimson like, Skies or whatever, yeah, it'd be different. So, so you know, so the, the different gameplay within that destruction would hold it off. But I think the concern that they've got is is that they just, you know, they're showing this really cool demo, but then they go and show, hey guys, here's another really bitchin' ass cloud tech demo. Like but I would just, love to see it's just, it's just different buildings. With it would be like, art, oh, Halo you know? multiplayer online is going to have its super advanced lighting for its multiplayer. So I don't know, something like that would be cool. 
like the NVIDIA demos of lighting. Well, we saw that with the cloud. That thing with the grass too. Yeah. Um, that Comfeld uh, showed on Gaff. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The yeah. ball going over the grass and everything. So I guess there's certain physics things that could happen online too. Well, he got so. he got banned. That guy Kemp. What was the banning story, Steve? He said he was working on Crackdown. He did not say he was working in Cloud Gene, and he was sort of taking feedback and getting information from people about it and and saying things. And then Dave Jones was obviously alerted to this somehow and he went on gaff and he he was verified and said this guy is not affiliated to, to cloud gene i said he wasn't working on crackdown or something and he was and he was immediately banned by by bish so he's full of shit no well, i think he got shut down his he actually sent me an email he had that, he had that video someone, it's someone from his domain sent me an email after the Gamescom conference but I didn't actually reply to it so I wasn't what really does, sure can you say well, what I, I, can't, I can't even remember to be perfectly honest um, he just sort of apologised for some, some misinformation he'd given uh, the, one of the things he said about New Banjo coming was it actually ended up being rare replay and some okay. of the things which you know I appreciated the message but I wasn't really sure exactly how I was supposed to verify you know he didn't tell me anything new so I, I didn't really know so you think he's still working where he was working? He could well, be. It sounds like it. To be fair, he well, did Well, I mean, nobody that... comes up with that video like that. Like, yeah, I think but that he... video is professional. It looked so like that, something. You would that say. video was when things he was verified on Gaff. This is the thing we reason why he's allowed to go on. So he was verified, but he was verified as an independent developer working on a PS4 and Xbox One title. Which, if you go to campheldon.d it does say coming 2014 Xbox One PS4 and that was the domain that he emailed me from so you know and then he said that he got a job opportunity to go and work on the next Crackdown but didn't say where it was and there's three teams involved in Crackdown there's Cloud Gene who made the Cloud Tech there's Reagent which has you doing design work and then Sumo Digital and yes. he told me that Sumo were working on it that's a good pick up they're going to do the, they're going to do the single player game but he confirmed that it was Sumo before it was announced, you're saying? Well, I, uh, I, well I'm not sure, because I went on Sumo's website fairly well, if he said three, if, if he said it. three, that makes sense. Did he say three before it was announced? No, he sent me this email that evening. So he yeah. just said he was working Crackdown, but wasn't at Cloud Gene. But then we already knew that, because Microsoft had already sort of said that there was another developer, and obviously Cloud Gene are like 12 people. So obviously they weren't making a triple A game, otherwise we wouldn't get it until, you know, after we were dead. Um But, you know, so it was but his some of his information was, was spot on. He obviously had access, but He had some know. type of access. Yeah. But that was you know, so that was all the stuff that, that he said. Alright. Well, I think we've come to the end of this podcast. <laughs> we've gone on a, almost three hours. It's a messy podcast. We're at two hours and forty-one minutes. <laughs> you know what? It was a fun, fun. Nintendo Dad. Dad was here, and it, you know he's great. He sat through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it was listening. like I watched. I, you got to see me watch it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk more. Hey, yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo. Final thoughts on the podcast. It was a pretty good podcast. I'd say. Um, 
three and a five. Thank <laughs> you for using the five-point scale. You he see, he's it. with me. He's he with just, me. This is what the show is going to be called, the three out of five. Three out of five. <laughs> three out of five. Yeah. All right, well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. And you could rate our show on iTunes on a five-point scale, by the way. Uh, and please rate us... Hopefully more than a three out of five. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, please. <laughs> this show is a three out of five. He's honest. It was too long. We were off the banter. Look, we talked about the official snacks of this podcast, <laughs> and that's important. The okay? red, the red, we went for four, red. four hours with buffalo chicken dip. It was, yeah. it was, it was really tough. Look, this no, good it, show. It, it needed to be said, okay? It just needed to be said. But thank you for writing. Uh, that's letters at xboxuncut.com. Please write us. Let us know what you think of the show, what your favorite snacks are, so we'll talk about them. Or maybe just talk about Mexican food, because I love to talk about it. It's good. <laughs> talk about burritos, enchiladas, gumbo, asada. jambalaya, yeah. crawfish etouffee. Guys, I need to go to bed in a minute. Can you please stop talking about food? <laughs> <laughs> Because you're making me think, oh, you know what, I need to go downstairs, perhaps make myself a nice sandwich, or get myself sandwich. some snacks or some, some Look, stuff. Look, all I'm thought. saying is you need to come to America, America, and uh, get some of this good old American food. <laughs> good old American food. Classic American food, like Tex-Mex. <laughs> Chinese food. That the world's renowned Chinese food that's been developed in America. But uh, that's going to be it for the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate everybody for listening to us live on twitch.tv slash Xbox Uncut. You can follow us and watch us on, like, after the fact on YouTube. And that's youtube.com slash Xbox Uncut. You can subscribe to us on many podcast services. But for right now, that's going to be it. Thanks for tuning in, people. Peace right. out. Three out of five. I'm more going like a two and a half. You're really tough today. But that, 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 that. I went, I went a little too long, just so you know. We're playing outro music, so you know. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. We appreciate it. Peace out.